0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans and ice That was totally wicked! If I can change, and you can change, everybody can
1: change! Hey, and welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I'm your host, Josh G. We're back for another deep dive, so please welcome back recurring guest, Chad. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. And the one who's going to host our episode for the almost most of it anyway, once we get through the preliminary stuff,
2: Chris. Who, me? (laughs) Is it me? Am I going to be the moderator? Am (laughs) I the drama? Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama.
1: (laughs) Well, Chris, with, with, with this movie here, you definitely brought the drama
2: that is for sure oh, oh yay more Jeez. puns yeah what's it? <laughs> yeah there we go but
1: um yes originally released on december 9th 1983 and least in wide release we are talking about terms of endearment <laughs> come to laugh would you like to come in I'd rather stick needles in my eyes. Come to
0: care. (laughs) Oh, that's the first time I stopped hugging first.
1: (laughs) Come to terms.
0: Any reaction at all to my telling you
1: I love you? I was just inches from a clean getaway. Deborah Winger, Shirley MacLaine, and Jack Nicholson. Terms of Endearment. So, Chris, obviously, this was our poll winner and you decided to say that you're going to pick something weird and obscure and not really win many polls and what do you do? You pick a movie that's a five-time Oscar winner. That's what you do. That's so weird and obscure. Not to
2: mention an 11-time nominee. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Winner of five Oscars. You're right. Nominated for 11. That is a very good point. This movie comes with a Rotten Tomato critic score of 78% and an audience score of 83%.
0: Oh wow.
1: It came in with a a, a very small budget, 8 million dollars. It's not bad. Now, nope. Chris, I know you know. So Chad, do you know how much this movie
2: made? Uh n- no, not right off. I mean, I'm what, do s- what do you think it made? What do you think it? Um I don't know. I'm going to say pr- probably like in that I'm going to I'm going to go a little bit higher. i to say like 60-70 mil. <laughs>
1: You would still be too low. One hundred and eight point four million.
2: Holy crap!
1: Yeah, this movie—I was surprised at that. So yes, this is
2: definitely something. like a blockbuster in its day. Yeah, it was huge.
1: Exactly for the for eighty-three. Endearment
2: universe. Yeah. Not to mention some of the re-releases of the movie too. So, and maybe that number includes that. I don't know. That's just the
1: number I've I have found. Yeah. Don't know yeah. No,
2: no, you're good. I just know it's one of those things that's kind of always been around, and yeah. I think it actually had at least another. Of course, that was also back in the days when movies were in the theaters for a long time. Not like today. That's
1: true, too. That is a fair point to make. So this movie, obviously we get Shirley MacLaine as Aurora, Deborah Winger as Emma, Jack Nicholson as Garrett, Jeff Daniels as
2: Flap. (laughs) Your favorite name, Josh. That has to be a nickname, right? (laughs) Like
1: I was like, Flap? Flap, that's your name? Flap? Okay, that we're going with. And and Chris, I'm gonna let you talk about him a little bit more because I know this was his first feature film director, James Brooks. Mm. So I know you said you had some info about where he got his start and everything.
2: Oh yeah, I was reading that it sounded like he had done he had done a lot of television prior to this. So I saw where like some of his credits was working on Taxi and which Danny DeVito was on that show. Yeah. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore show, The Simpsons, Rhoda, Phyllis, Lou Grant. Like he basically worked the whole Mary Tyler Moore universe, if you will, for mm-hmm. a lot of this movie. And the Tracy Ullman show. Also, apparently, worked on that. Of course, you know, Tracy Ullman show came later. It was in the nineties. Um, he's a TV man. Is what you're yeah, saying? He's a TV man. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, when it came for this one, this was his directorial feature film feature dude. film debut. Yeah. And I think he also wrote the script as well so yeah this is the big one and jack of all trades here (laughs) i'm sure josh will tell you as well he's he's a very talented guy because he went on to make a couple other oscar heavyweights
1: uh yeah i didn't look at how many oscars or anything i'm i'm guessing broadcast news won some oscars
2: but it was nominated i'm not i remember right (laughs) i think it was nominated but i don't think it won any okay
1: and then of course later in the later 90s he did as good as it gets which yes reunited him with jack nicholson and got jack nicholson another oscar as it did for this movie so yeah this movie i mean it it almost won what some people consider the big five it won best picture it won best actress for shirley McLean, which she went up against deborah winger Mm -hmm. in that category it won supporting actor jack nicholson which he went up against john lithgow against in that category he won Best Director and he won Best Adapted Screenplay. So, if Jack Nicholson was somehow an a- Best Actor, which I agree he should have been in the Supporting Actor category, <laughs> but if he had won Best Actor, then that would be considered, yeah, the like sweep found, of uh, the Oscars. Which Jack Nicholson was in one of the previous movies yes. that won the sweep, yes. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest,
2: also yeah, with I, Danny DeVito, <laughs> right? Which I was gonna say is like it's really weird because it reunited them from. One flew over the cuckoo's nest, and when you know Oscar Gold, whenever they kind of come. And then Chad brought up a good point. Then they would go on to work in the Batman movie. so played Batman villains, played Batman villains
1: <laughs> in separate movies. But yes, you separate, separate movies. Right. Yeah, right.
2: You're right. <laughs> but in the same universe. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Also found out like how, of course, like you had mentioned, Deborah Winger and John Lithgow were nominated. But the movie was also nominated for Best Art Direction, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score, and Best Sound. Yeah.
1: Definitely had lots of nominations. And I was also reading that this was like, I can't remember, maybe the fourth time that two best actresses went up against each other. But Shirley McLean was yes. the first time that one of them had actually won. Like normally when that happens, they end up splitting the vote and someone else gets the Oscar. And this was the first time that it didn't happen. And one of them actually got it. So that was kind of cool. So let's get into how how this movie came about. So it's based on a novel by Larry McMurtry from 1975, which and you were telling me it's part of this Houston book series. And this is like the third in the series, which I didn't realize. Because that plays a part later in the story that they added that I didn't and I couldn't figure out how that book would have went. But it's part of a series.
2: I'm not going to try to figure it
1: out. But the original well,
2: the last book in the series was *The Evening Star*, which would be the sequel to this movie that came out in the nineties. In the nineties, yeah. So that one eventually got adapted as well.
1: And if I remember correctly, Charlotte McLean and Jack Nicholson both came back for that movie, right? Charlotte mm-hmm.
2: McClain did, and Jack Nicholson for a brief time. Yeah. Oh, it was a brief. It was a brief. Yeah, okay. He, he, yeah, have he wasn't a many main character. Yeah. *The Evening Star*, yeah.
1: All right. So for this one, Jennifer Jones, who was I don't I'm not familiar with her work that w- well. She Same. was a big actress. She had actually won an Oscar for the Song of Bernadette. And then she had been in Towering Inferno
2: with like oh, Steve that's McQueen. Really, yeah, it's really weird. like if you look at her filmography, it's actually kind of short, but she had a lot of award nominations. I think she actually was nominated for the Oscar several times. Probably was I remember reading on. Right. But yeah, that one being, of course, her, her big win. Right.
1: She bought the rights to this to try, try to make it as a comeback vehicle, basically. She was trying to make a comeback in the spotlight. She would have played the role of Aurora. Obviously, she was an aging actress at that point. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense she would have been the older character. And at that point, Sissy Spacek was, was rumored to have been Emma with her version. Yep. I don't know how true that is. We're going to get into a lot more casting later. But I did read that James L. Brooks, when he accepted either Best Director or Best Screenplay Award, I can't remember which one. he I think it was Screenplay. He thanked Jennifer Jones for it because he was able yes. to get the rights from her. Yeah. All right. And with that, we're going to get started. Chris, take us to this opening scene. Because this opening scene, I'm going to tell you right now, you said, oh, this movie's going to make you cry. And I was like, good <laughs> Lord, is he going to make me cry in the opening scene? So... <laughs>
2: well I, I think kind of the beginning of this movie moves a little fast because things yeah. like there's a lot of things that are going on but we have of course we're introduced to awara who is a new mom at this point she comes into the bedroom to check on the baby but the baby's quiet and she's just worried that oh baby's not breathing baby's not breathing but her husband in the background is like no baby is sleeping you're thinking too much <laughs> stop it well, baby is just, it's just called sleeping. She's like, no, it's called crib death.
1: Yes, uh, and, and very nonchalant. It's crib death, and I'm like, holy shit! Is are they gonna kill a baby right in the beginning? Is that why Chris is saying and, I'm dude, gonna cry because like kill a baby in like, the
2: opening scene? She goes up to the crib to yes. check on the baby, and then she actually tries to get in and the it, crib. She, yeah.
1: she thinks about crawling in, and then and then gets back out and just leans. Like over. Emma,
2: Emma, Emma. But and did, then I think, but she does. She ends up pinching the baby in order to. To rouse, make sure, it, rouse, yeah. make sure it's it's Like, okay, it's okay, good. that's better. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> now, do
1: you know who did the voice of the husband?
2: <laughs> I believe I heard, saw the name Albert Brooke Yep, Albert Brooks. Right? So. Yeah, because I know they did some dub. Like he did some dubbing, and then another actress named Mary Kay Place, I believe, was also who did some dubbing. Oh, okay. In the movie, and I think even dubbed the role of the um, Rosie, the maid. Mm. If I remember right, okay. Was the original actress not able well, there to was do some. The if I dialogue? again if I remember reading right, there was something about the director thought her voice didn't match right with the role for whatever reason. So but then as a part of me thought, well then why did you hire her? Exactly. But anyway. So we now we get to where she's a little bit older. Obviously, she's a kid. They
1: don't tell uh, us this. Emma, Emma. They yeah. don't tell us that it's a waiter. <laughs> had to figure this shit out on her own i was like oh i don't think it was that complicated time <laughs>
2: time but uh so obviously well this is like... definitely a case where you have to look at like the visual cues you yeah. to and understand you'll actually the kind of notice frame, a little yeah. bit of a trend yeah. as it kind of goes when it tells you a little bit of a time jump yeah but um we have where emma she looks like she's probably about eight maybe eight or ten years old and then they're coming home from a funeral and obviously it's the funeral of Awar's husband and Emma's dad and we have No, I don't, I don't agree
1: that it was obvious because I didn't know who had happened until they said oh I'm sorry your dad died until and then the I was guy, like yeah. oh yeah. Yeah.
2: okay yeah.
1: so you've seen this movie so to you it feels obvious I think Chris for me watching what? I'm like what
2: yeah. the hell is this? I kind of re- <laughs> remember watching it where I was like okay well this is you don't see yeah. Awara with her husband or anything like that and you see I don't know the visual cue kind of just gave me the idea of like, I'm kind oh, of curious too dying. because I mean like at this funeral like everybody is wearing black but mm-hmm. Emma was wearing white wasn't she no. or she was wearing I think it was blue I was it, it was blue? blue I feel like she was just wearing an off color from everybody else though. she kind like, of was everybody else was dressed yeah. in black and then she was and they do kind of make her like differently. a different because yeah. like even her hair is not necessarily perfect it's a little raggly or something yeah. like that because you kind of see that woman. Because like Aurora Emma definitely comes that. across this one that's like very put together, very puts on like you know she yes. dresses to the nines to go to the bank yeah. for instance like yeah but anyway we have where the dad has died and then I think it's the pastor that tells uh tells Emma hey look after your mom right so then we get another jump and, and Emma doesn't or but, not Emma, I doesn't trade. seem very upset about her husband no, she just like, kind of like turns around walks into the house well, and sashes well, in the, you'll find, the door the award character is that she is a she's a strong she's a very strong well, emotional true. character yeah. really put together in terms of her emotional stability True. Yeah. granted there are moments where she's quite dramatic <laughs> when things happen yeah. and things are not going her way true yeah so I think for her, it was that whole thing like she's in public and she's not going to put on a scene or she's just not one of those people until <laughs> certain instances, which we'll see. Which we'll see later. Which is the fantastic part about Shirley McLean because I also read where James Brooks hired her because she was the only one who saw the script as comedic. Okay. So she's, because of that, she has a little bit of an in- insight or being able to have a good balance between humor and the drama Mm -hmm. so and Mm -hmm. which we see that too throughout the movie she has good moments of being funny in little ways Mm -hmm. but anyway now we get this shot like it's obviously emma from behind because of the hair (laughs) oh wait a minute wait a minute not yet i forgot (laughs) too where we have awara is upstairs at night so this point's nighttime she can't sleep she's just kind of moving around and then and, she goes to Emma's bedroom.
1: And this reminded me of you two. Oh. This scene right here.
2: <laughs> I'm going to have to ask why. But anyway, we have where Emma comes near, there. She's like, or not Emma, but Aurora goes in there. She's basically checking on Emma. Emma just seems pretty content and yeah. collected. And Emma like, looks like good. she's sleeping. Is she not? Yeah. Yeah. She. And let me just I say, too, this is, is before a big bed before. for a little girl. Well, like she's sleeping in a full size well, bed. Exactly, for her. Josh, exactly. I don't oh, have no, a full size
1: bed at a young age. So I can't really, really. I'm jealous. I was, I was stuck with a twin size
2: bed up through, up till I was in high school.
1: So <laughs> I had a full size bed at a young age. But no, Chris, you said but, it right no. There. But
2: I, I just want to make another interesting point that like in Emma's bedroom, her and her husband had separate beds. Yes, they did, which yeah. I thought was a really interesting thing to show. Like it looked like something out of I Love Lucy. The way that they had their little twin mm-hmm. beds set up. So, yeah, anyway. So, she, she, Apparently there were some real life couples who really did that though well, back in the day. Yeah, I mean, guess so. Yeah. And then they just kind of brought it together whenever they were feeling saucy. Feeling saucy. Wow. <laughs> 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 but then we find that really what it was that Awara wanted to be with Emma to have that comfort. Yeah. After the death. So, there's your answer about how she felt about her husband, anyways. That, yeah, yeah she true. did feel bad. She did feel yeah. scared. And, it was worrisome because now it was just her and Emma. Yeah. So. No. She ends up getting in. The, oh, sorry. No, go go ahead. ahead, Josh. I was oh. going to
1: say, because she shakes her awake. And this is what reminded me. Yes. This is the story about you two.
2: <laughs> oh, Because no.
1: I remember when we were kids, it, oh, I would no, stay over there. Stories. Oh, God. It's not that bad because basically, Chad, you're the Emma in this story. And Chris is the Aurora. <laughs> <laughs> because. We would be staying up and Chad would get tired and fall asleep before this. And I remember mm. Chris would just wake her up, and be like Chad, Chad, or William, wake him up, wake up. Yeah,
0: Chad, Chad,
1: Chad, and Chad would be like, What, what, Chris? And he's like, You okay? And I would be like, Why, why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she does to him. You okay? Now, it ended up being for her sake. But that yeah. wasn't the case with you two, you, Chris. You were waking no, up. No, I just wanted up.
2: to wake him up. You know? Yeah,
1: Chad, Chad, you okay? Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Because because like the rest of you know, if we had the sleepers, everyone else would be up. But Chad be like, you know, it's like Chad, wake up. So yeah, but that's what funny. I say? She's talking about, uh, you know, well, I've read somewhere that it's good to be with somebody in this instance and blah blah blah. She gets in the bed, but. We know for this moment, it's really because Aurora needed the comfort, she needed the love, and she needed to be with her daughter. And then she even makes that comment about her hair. She's like, "What are we going to do about your hair?" And then this is where I like where it's a like good transition, a good cut. transition, <laughs> good way of doing the time jump, and that's where you get the cut behind Emma, and it's her hair. She's playing and with her hair, just playing like with her like hair. Her mom but was. then you turn, she turns around, and it's Deborah Winger, who you can tell she's a a young. Emma, probably like maybe early maybe early 20s maybe late in her maybe like 19 we'll say that because I'll say she's, she's got to be like you know fresh out of high school or yeah, something like that a, she's 18, very young yeah. and I like how she's sitting down because she's like yelling out for, to her friend Patsy who we haven't seen just yet she's like Patsy you're going to miss him because <laughs> uh, an astronaut is moving astronaut in moving next in. door so yep. they're just kind of watching the moving excited, guys unload right? mm-hmm. Right. The the truck and everything. So they're they're excited because it takes place in Houston. So they're excited that they're gonna see an astronaut. Yeah. And who, how often do you get an astro- exact. astronaut exactly? Well no, Rosie said that in Houston there's one on every corner. So oh okay. Well, you know what? That probably makes sense too, considering NASA being there. NASA is <laughs> yeah. there,
1: yeah. Well, and he Garrett, later on. Well, when we get to the Houston, he brings up how many there are in the world, and it's not that many, so oh, that's actually right. a pretty big deal. So yes, but <clears throat> we'll get
2: there, uh anyway. Then. So then we see Patsy come up and we see like Emma is, she's, oh, how do you explain it? She's a little bit more relaxed and let go. She doesn't really think about in terms of maybe her body's mannerisms or how the way a, a young girl would act. Cause like she's sitting on the grass and she's got her leg spread over. She's wearing a skirt. And she's wearing a skirt. So, and she's got one leg with the yeah. knee popped up and the skirt drawn down love- her thigh. <laughs> so, like her whole leg is exposed so i like how patsy comes so and patsy's she, definitely this she, very like prim and proper yeah. like sit down like a lady and she covers know? up emma's leg there and then she's like oh patsy like they're not seeing anything or something like that no i think sh- she says oh that's what they're looking patsy's at because the movers out. were like smiling at her yeah as they were moving and so once patsy moved her skirt down <laughs> her leg she's like oh that's what they were looking at <laughs> it's so good and then we have where uh they are about to go out yeah and she's like oh you want to go say bye to my mom oh no i'm sorry hang on let me take that back for a second because this kind of gives you a little bit of some backstory to emma's character or not to a war's character so you have rosie who's the maid in this and she's getting ready to leave and emma is about to say bye to her and then uh rosie had drops that oh well your mom's in the backyard there's a gentleman who's hitting on her basically to <laughs> just put it for lack of term and uh she's like okay we'll buy and then she tells patsy she's like hey we'll go you want to say bye to my mom for like <laughs> i like how patsy's like
1: mm,
2: no i'm not feeling it right now <laughs> and Which, it kind of gives you an insight into their relationship yeah and not just that but the way awara treats everyone else mm-hmm. as well who may be in emma's life because yeah you know, even even flap kind of is like that too. eventually yeah. who we meet late, here soon, actually. So well, and also actually too, like kind of going ahead, like in the Evening Star, like Aurora and Patsy's relationship is very adversarial, oh, yeah, very much. And so. there, mm-hmm. so they keep that up like decades later. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So so we have where Emma goes to. She's getting ready to go to the backyard, but we see Aurora who's back there with a gentleman named Ed. And he puts his hand on her leg. And we obviously see that this gentleman likes Awara. And Awara is really weird in this sense because she gets it's like she likes to play hard to get with some guys or something Mm -hmm. in this movie, or she likes the attention, but she's not going to do much. She teases them, I guess you could say, maybe a degree but we'll you'll see what i'm talking about later yeah but
1: she does give him this look and i swear it reminded me yes. of eunice from mama's family with <laughs> the way she did her lips i thought of eunice from mama's family oh she like so. pursed those lips up yep and now that's exactly
2: just... what i was purses those lips and i was <laughs> like reminds me of eunice now it just <laughs> reminds me think of carol burnett as a war greenway. <laughs> oh man that would be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> so we see where she excuses ed and there's Emma that comes around, and Emma's like, Hey, I'm gonna go out. And the war is like, Well, make sure you get home. And you be home by 11. 11. Right. And I, I love
1: she, she excuses Ed. She's like, Oh, I'm busy trimming my flowers. Like, yeah. that's what <laughs> I was like, oh,
2: wonder if that's an innuendo. <laughs> there, there you, go. you can look at it that way playful, uh, playful talk there. Uh, talk. That's true. Just, so then we have where we cut to now we're in Emma's bedroom. And we have where she's singing Ethel Merman. And she has an interesting taste in music. Can you guys say <laughs> throughout this movie? Yes. It's very show tuny.
1: Yep. There you go.
2: <laughs> so we'll, we'll put it that way. And I found out that with the Ethel Merman track that I was playing in this scene that Ethel Merman played in a movie where there was it was a movie basically uh, kind of like the struggles between a mother and daughter hmm. as well. Oh, so well, there, there you go. <laughs> Kind of an interesting connection yes, to that. Very, way, very fitting. <laughs> and we see where Emma has a veil on as well. And her and Patsy are chilling out in the room. Patsy's rolling a joint. Patsy's rolling say, a
1: joint. Yeah, P- Patsy's got Marlboro cigarettes, but she's dumping all the tobacco out and putting <laughs> weed in <her.
2: laughs> And then you got Emma just trying to sound like Ethel Merman, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Meanwhile, we get a cut of Aurora in her room. She's debating. She's thinking a lot. She's not happy. Right. So something's going to happen. Then we cut back into the bedroom. And they're just again, they're relaxing, smoking. And she's like, and Patsy's like, I can't believe this is going to be the last time we do this. And well, she's like, No, it's not, Patsy. We're going to be, we're going to be friends. Our kids are going to grow it up together. And, you know, nothing's really going to change. Blah, blah, blah. All that good stuff. Something that you would tell a lot of friends, right? When it's like, <laughs> no, nothing's going to change. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to admit, though,
1: I didn't realize they were in Emma's bedroom until they cut to Aurora because they just talked about they were going out. And I was like, oh, so they're at Patsy's house. And then I'm like, no, they're back in their own house. OK, yes, they <laughs> yeah. went out and came back already.
2: All right. Yeah. And so we got Aurora coming up to the door. She's knocking pretty strongly. And then they're like, oh, crap. So she's like taking off the veil real quick i mean she's even got the the joint i think emma Mm -hmm. has it so and then before she opens the door patsy jumps and like closes the door back slams the door (laughs) and she grabs out that joint and she starts putting it out and and they're like you know getting ready to talk and meanwhile war is like emma i want to talk to you blah, blah blah and so before that uh oh gosh what was it that patsy told emma before she left the room do you guys remember like that nah, i didn't, I didn't that, really that. catch anything really that important other than nah. it was just you know hey we're always gonna be friends and something she mm-hmm. even gives patsy a kiss and i tell you one thing emma loves giving people kisses on the lips she, she does they <laughs> kind of long Rosie, kisses too and she kissed even her she friend here and her mom, she and does her mom yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway emma goes to the bedroom to meet up with Aurora. And Awara's like, well, I tried thinking what I'm going to get you for a wedding gift. So we find out that, okay, Emma's getting married and she's going to be marrying this guy named Flap. Yes, (laughs) that's his name. (laughs) Flap. And she's like, I thought about giving you this Renoir that I have, because Awara has a very expensive Renoir, if I'm saying it right. Renoir painting. (laughs) And it's got, and it's in a nice, Frame a small with painting, a light it's, uh, on top of yeah, it, too. Really dude. nice yeah. frame, yeah. And she's like, But I, I don't want to give that to you right now. And she's like, Well, that's okay, mom. She's like, I could use plate, you know, just the things that a lot of newlyweds are going to start out with a toaster, a toaster, exactly. <laughs> and then, of course, we Aurora drops the bomb. She's not happy with this marriage, she doesn't want Emma to go through it. She even tells Emma that flap is limited and also limited in his imagination <laughs> and that all he cares about is his career so she doesn't see this marriage going far and obviously emma is devastated she also and, tells you
1: you're not special enough to overcome a
2: bad yes, marriage that's pretty strong words mm-hmm. it's pretty but words. you know truth hurts sometimes <laughs> dang Jay, that's savage and she's like well, if you feel that way, then you shouldn't come to my wedding. And she's like, you know, you're right. She's like, I, she's like, I thought about the hypocrisy with it because that's one thing too you'll find with a war. She'll sometimes find big words, yeah, for her situations. And so she's like, great, my mom, my old mother is not coming to my wedding. So then we cut to the next day, and we see Flat for the first time, played by Jeff Daniels, yep. and they're in this. How would you describe that house, Chad? The, uh, it's that's like... very old. <laughs> um, Very old. It's a it's a two level house, but um, you know they live on the top floor. The bottom level looks like a garage or something. Yeah, and it's, it's chipping it's, paint, it's chipping everywhere. paint everywhere. It, I mean, it looks like it's on its, you know, kind of rundown years. Yes, <laughs> it looks like it's about to very be condemned rundown. by this by the city. You know what it kind of reminded me of? I know this sounds like a tree house. <laughs> yeah I that's mean, what it, it felt like it kind of house. felt like that yeah and they're out on their little front porch and she's and they're making out mm-hmm. ugh, doing the you know young people in love ugh. and she's <laughs> sneezing like crazy because her nose is all red her allergies are acting up yeah.
1: okay yeah <laughs> i just thought she was <laughs> crying over her mom this whole time so i guess you're right i guess it is the allergies i thought she'd been crying Aller- About the mom's situation the whole time. And what really
2: bothered me about this is she's sneezing. She's got snot on her face and everything. And like, he's still kissing her. I'm like, this is nasty. Please don't do that. (laughs) Like, I could not get past it with this scene. I just, I was just so grossed out. (laughs) (laughs) But like, uh, they're sitting there talking, and the phone is ringing off in the background, going off constantly. So we know (laughs) it's Awara trying to get a hold of Emma. And they kind of have a moment where they talk about, a war for a second, and then they start going into the house. So we see the house that they're well, I don't even know if we call it a house, it's like a loft, I guess you could say. And they go in and like his book because he's an English He's teacher. an English teacher, yeah. And so we see his books just piled up everywhere in there and not organized or any well. Probably well I mean, organized. they, just moved, road, they probably moved they're in just that stacked day. floor yeah. to ceiling, just <laughs> books everywhere. I'm like, what the hell? And I like where she's just kind of going off about her mom and stuff like that but then uh, Flap goes in and is like well let's not basically let's not talk about her let's talk about us he's like I think you're great and he's like and I like what he said to her you're my sweet ass gal <laughs> that, and then she's sitting there like oh that's the sweetest thing and I'm like yeah that's the sexiest talk I've yeah, ever heard baby. that's, that's what everyone wants to be called my sweet ass baby
1: <laughs> sweet ass
2: gal yeah this in this sense but what do you do if it's a guy right you're my i don't know he's got a tattoo you're my sweet ass man or something i guess (laughs) he should put that as a tattoo yeah (laughs) so then he gets her on the bed and flips her skirt where he goes off screen (laughs) and then he flips up her skirt and it goes right over her face she starts laughing and she's like oh flap where'd you learn to do that which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny she also and mentions me that she TV. wants
1: to get pregnant that night yes.
2: that's true like, and it probably did happen fast. because we find that pretty much in the next scene right we find that she is pregnant <laughs> well the next scene they no, wake not up yet. The next not morning yet. Yet. oh yeah that's right they, she's got that show tuning music going <laughs> on yep. and he did say this is the weirdest music to have sex to <laughs> yes and the phone's going up but what I like to with Chad on this it's so like the phone is going off. Emma finally answers, and she's like, "No, I don't feel like talking to you right now." And then all of a sudden, she goes, "Oh, well, did you see the tablecloth that Rosie got me?" <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, "You know, that kind of reminds me of Dad, with me, and, me and my dad. Because if I have a, if I'm entering into a new relationship, he kind of does the same thing where he's a little protective, I think, and he's not very interactive with, you know, who I'm seeing." And so I also have to sit there and be like dad be nice (laughs) be nice say something nice and blah blah blah. and uh then like there could be a moment where he and i have a disagreement and then we're back to be like oh but dad did you see what (laughs) what this person got me and blah blah blah. yeah it kind (laughs) of reminded me of that and then she starts she's like well i don't know mom because i think you need to apologize to my husband and she makes that pretty clear a few times by Mm -hmm. saying husband but we see that flat doesn't want to have anything to do with it he even turns around during the conversation on the bed he's pretty much like any son-in-law he's just kind of like i don't i don't care what your mom thinks like well (laughs) and then it's pretty obvious that she just did not approve of him Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. and therefore there was never an established relationship there Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a little bit with patsy to some degree where even patsy was kind of like you know in the beginning she said i don't know i don't feel like saying bye to your mom right now (laughs) (laughs) so a war is pretty intimidating and uh so she's like talk to her and he's like no talk to her and then finally she just shoves the phone to his ear he's like oh hello <laughs> <laughs> he's like no no i just i just want you to respect our marriage and to give us a give an extra 15 minutes before you call in the mornings <laughs> so yeah he kind of put the uh put his foot down i guess mm-hmm. in that instance right
1: yeah, this is where Aurora is looking out her window and sees Garrett.
2: That's right. Because she hangs up on the phone and we see Garrett. And we see Garrett. Obviously, is pretty popular. He had a big party. Yes. And we're seeing yeah. people. People are walking out. Multiple a women. A lot of women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of women. So he's a ladies man. We And I think he actually this. walked out in his boxers. If I remember seeing that right, too, in the scene. Uh, because he also had the trash bin that had nothing but booze bottles in it. Yeah, and then I like to where one girl comes back and we see a war where she's kind of trying to lean to see a little bit more, and then she falls off the chair. Oh, oh, yes, <laughs> trying to see, yes, I put that down. And this is a good
1: point to bring up our segment of who could have been who.
2: Oh, that's that's pretty fun. Yeah, because.
1: Because, first of all, this char- character of Garrett Breedlove was not even in the original novel. So that's, like, he plays a big character in this movie. So for him not to be in the novel, I am curious how that novel plays out. But as you talked about, Chris, you told me that it was part of a series. So I guess maybe it didn't need to be a part of that because it was a, a one-off novel, I guess. I don't I don't know. I'm curious how that works, but probably not going to read yeah, it.
2: Yeah, because, I mean... I wasn't really familiar with the books or anything until looking up information on the movie. Right. So, and I didn't even know there was a series of books until then. I was like, "Oh, okay."
1: I didn't either, but yeah, they wrote this they part wrote this part in specifically for Burt Reynolds. They said that he looked at it, he mm-hmm. liked the script, but he had already committed to filming a Stoker Ace. I'm not Stoker. familiar with that movie. And I
2: think too it was a verbal agreement. Like he probably could have backed out of it if he wanted to, but well, it just shows he's a man of his word. Yeah. That Burt Reynolds. But of course, it went until years later. Burt Reynolds is like, and eh, we all make mistakes. <laughs>
1: well, and I mean, <laughs> you got to think, he's also, this is also a first time director doing this. It's not like mm-hmm. he knows what this movie's going to turn into. So I don't know who did Stoker Ace, but maybe it could have been someone he'd worked with at the time already. Oh, who knows? Yeah. So it doesn't go to him. Then we learn that Paul Newman and Harrison Ford turned down this role. Of Garrett, and then I also read that James Garner turned down the role before yep. finally landing on Jack Nicholson. Then we move on to some more, and I like this. They did a this would have been interesting. I don't know if it would have worked because I don't know if these actresses actually have the acting chops for this because it's just not kind of roles I'm used to from them, but it would have been real life mother duo, of Janet Lee and Jamie Lee Curtis playing the oh, role wow. of Aurora and <laughs> that was being
2: considered as well, yeah. <laughs> i don't know it just it would have been interesting because i'm sitting Mm -hmm. here thinking about it and i don't know jamie lee curtis probably could have put all pulled off emma i think maybe at that time she probably could have i don't know if it would have been as strong as what deborah uh, winger brought but i think that jamie lee curtis could have had the uh spirit for the character like there could have been maybe something interesting from that i don't know but it's weird to where to picture them in the role
1: too <laughs> yeah 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 and then we learned that jodie foster turned down the role of emma because she yeah. was going to school at the time she wanted to go to yale so she didn't she turned it down Learned that uh louise fletcher was considered for aurora which would have been mm-hmm. interesting considering she had acted opposite jack nicholson in one flew over the cuckoo's nest they both won oscars for those roles so yep Oh wow! i definitely think she could have pulled it all because she's mm-hmm. and then for the role of patsy kim basinger apparently turned down the role and i forgot they said yeah. she went on to do a different movie and i can't remember what
2: that movie was which works i can't but she'd go on later to star with jack nicholson in batman that's there.
1: there you go there you go and then they finally got shirley mcclain who turned down the role of dr lesh in poltergeist to do this which definitely ended up being the right move i mean that was I a agree. smaller role and, <laughs> yeah, and Oscar-winning performance. yeah
2: and it was like Charlotte mcclain is too much of a big presence it's hard to yeah think of her being in a more reduced role or calm down presence that the doctor was in poltergeist mm. so yeah i couldn't picture it that way <laughs> she made the right choice <laughs> yep. oh i think she would have fit well with that right she's like a new age <laughs> a new agey person Oh yeah, Charlotte <laughs> Clinton. Yeah, and realized she, she has multiple lifetimes. Yeah, reincarnation. And actually, race. she does say that in her speech too, where she's like, "I don't know what I did in my past life." To the movie, <laughs> yeah, nice. So who knows? Maybe like if the role was good in Poltergeist, she probably would have taken it uh, seriously. There, the role that uh, the the psychic lady. <laughs> yes. What's the actress' name? Zelda Rubenstein. Oh, yeah, Rubenstein. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and if I remember right, too, this comes up to the scene where. Emma has bought a tie for flap yep. and so they're getting ready to go to a dinner party at Awara's. flap is just like, no, you bought me this tie because you want me to look good for your mom. And you're yep. thinking too much of me trying to be something that I'm and not. mommy dear yeah. This, yeah. And Emma's like, no, I went through, I went through hell trying to find the right tie and i wanted you to be able to look good and enjoy this tie, and I, they kind of had like a small little argument about it right
1: <laughs> and also i found that kind of funny because he's like an english professor and they're normally known to like dress anyway yeah so it seems yeah. weird
2: that he's he's doing this like did he not have a tie before or something did he really <laughs> right. need a new tie uh, all know. he needs for that really is just a corduroy uh sports jacket <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> I guess so with the patches on the elbow. <laughs> But I get but if you think about it for the way Awara is, and especially if she's throwing her dinner parties, like it's also kind of dressing to the nine. So yeah, she's probably going to expect oh, Flat couldn't wear a decent tie to the event. She probably would say that I could probably. see Awara doing that. But uh so anyway, he agrees to take. And if you notice as well, she also has I'm gonna assume it had to be a new dress because you also see the tag hanging from that (laughs) that scene but i think i read somewhere that was actually supposed to be it was a blooper thing or something perhaps that maybe they were supposed to take (laughs) the oh no but i think it works though i I think it works better i Mm kind of thought if anything it was just that she also bought herself a new dress to show just for this dinner Yeah. yeah 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 so they end up going to the dinner party and we see there's a Couple of different gentlemen there. It's not just Ed. There's also another guy that's there. And who is that guy, Josh?
1: His uh, name is Vernon, played by Danny DeVito. Right. So okay. we got a Frank Reynolds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we got a young Danny DeVito in this movie.
1: And he's, and... he's just staring at Aurora like he's kind of creepy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and but I like how he's doing it too because he's on her sofa and he's on his knees that's not helping that, his case he's, he's not <laughs> regularly sitting down he's just he's on his knees standing on the sofa watching her but i also like in this scene where we're seeing awara is being per- meticulous with the layout for the food that's there and like including like a dip that looked like a fish did you notice that no <laughs> i did not notice that <laughs> yeah like she is being real meticulous with it and she's like Flap like comes over. Or something? Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> in just, it was a like fish? in the shape of a fish or something. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and So Flap comes over and he's like, is there anything I can do? She's like, oh, yes, Flap, you can. She's like, can you get this candle to Emma and get another one, please? <laughs> he's like, in the kitchen? And she's like, yes, the kitchen. That's what I said. The kitchen. <laughs> you know, that's what it, her face looked like. Mm-hmm. But she was being polite and said, yes. <laughs> so he before he goes, though, he grabs a cracker and he scoops up from like that head of that fish pate. And she's just like, <laughs> Really? Really? I just worked you? on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's, of course, where we do see Danny DeVito on the couch looking at her. And Ed is also noticing this guy looking at Awara. At so he comes over and he's like, hi, I'm Ed, Awara's friend. <laughs> and he's like, I'm Vernon. He's like, what are you doing? She's like, ah, oh, and she a beauty? You know, like he's just, yeah. you can tell he's he's uh, enamored with Awara. Yeah, he says he and, met her
1: two weeks ago at church.
2: That's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think even then, Ed had also asked Awara before he went to Vernon, like, who is this guy? She's like, yeah, you don't want to know. The less you know, the better or something like that. <laughs> So then he's like, she steps out of the scene and then he goes, you know, she's not there anymore. And he goes, Yeah, she, but she'll be coming back. So beauty lingers. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So he was just all into it. So then we get where they're all at the table. Rosie is there as well. And you got Flap and Emma sitting together and Vernon's at the end of the table sitting next to where Aurora is. And he's just, again, he's going off and she's like (laughs) she's like don't worship me until i've earned it yep i love that line (laughs) but then we find out from emma some really big news so josh i'm gonna ask you this one too what did she drop she is unofficially pregnant
1: because she has not gotten the test back from the doctor but she's never late on her period and she's missed it so (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes, we're learning Aurora. that she's pregnant. And we can tell that Aurora is like, mm-hmm. oh God. <laughs> she's like, excuse me. You know, she. it's like a slow build up. Yeah. Because this is the moment where, again, we've seen Aurora usually be this kind of calm being when it comes to pressure moments until she has her dramatic moments. <laughs> and this is one of them. So then we have where she's like, a grandmother why should i be happy i'm going to be a grandmother and then well, i like how flaps like so i take that it means you're not going to make any booties right <laughs> yeah and everyone's laughing she's like flap she's like every time you confront me you do this she's like, i'm not going to have this not in my house so she's she has to step out of her house get some fresh air but there's a car coming up next door and we see that it's garrett coming home from a party of some sort She's watching from behind the tree and I got to do Jack Nicholson credit on this. I don't know how he did it because it looked real, but he falls out of the car and he hits his head. Yeah. The way he hits his head looked like he really did it or something. Cause I was like, Ow, because man. if i if I drove someone home and they did that shit there's no way i could leave them by themselves no. probably for the whole night because i'd be like oh well, god no, don't fall asleep to me. because you're gonna die in their sleep or something or i would just be like okay fuck it we're going to take you to the hospital and i have now. a cerebral thank him you him for doing this but we find out there's two young girls that he rode home with and he's trying he gets up he's bleeding from the, <laughs> from the eyebrow she's like you gotta cut he's like that's okay how about you uh, come on in and you know we'll have fun we'll talk or whatever And she's like no we'll make whoopee no she's like well for one you're a much older man she's like when i went to this party i expected to see a hero and not some boozy older man who has to unbutton his jacket because his gut is getting too big for it it's like Ouch. wow okay. she also tells him she, she didn't expect him to prowl all night that's that's right yeah. she would say that and then he's like, Well, fuck you to this girl. And he's like, and he asked the other girl, Well, how about you? Do you want to come in? And she's like, No, I'm not, I'm not into it. No, thank you. So he gets rejected, he gets sent out, a war watches the whole time. And so I think at this point we end up getting another time jump because yep. <laughs> now we get Tommy, who is the son. You know, yeah, he's I I don't want to necessarily say he's a toddler per se, but you know, maybe around what five year range, perhaps.
1: Yeah, yeah. I put I was
2: like, is he five?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I put.
2: Because <laughs> we see where Awara and Emma are in the kitchen and they're, I think, preparing some food. They're able to look out the window, and there's little Tommy playing in his underwear, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball with Rosie. Just tossing the ball. So then we get a call from Flap. And Emma answers. And Emma gets some kind of some bad news, right? Chad, what what did uh, Flat reveal? Uh, that he's got a job in De, Des Moines. In Des Moines, mm-hmm. which <laughs> <In> Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> uh, and this was back in the eighties. I don't know what Des Moines is like now, but I imagine that back in the eighties, there really wasn't a whole lot <laughs> in Des Moines. <laughs> so yeah. so she he reveals he's he's got a job offer uh, for the. Well, no, this isn't no, for the head, but he yeah. does have oh, a job right. offer at a yeah. university. Yep. Uh, in Des Moines. So. and I like how worried she comes up, she's like, great, he came and failed locally. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, dang. <laughs> so because it was like, and she was right about him too, like where he's he's very ambitious with his yep. his uh, career. So he's gonna do whatever it takes, probably take the first job in order to. Well, you know, the thing is I'll tell you this like in the world of academia, like nailing a tenure Mm -hmm. position is extremely hard to do. Yeah. And oftentimes those professors, I mean, they will move completely across country. You know, if that means getting a better opportunity that leads them to a tenureship. Right. Because tenureships are very rare and they're highly coveted positions. So I mean in a way, like, I I don't blame him. I don't for, either. I think Aurora you know, like I think is wrong
1: in this situation. Yeah. She thinks of ambition as a bad thing. I'm yeah. like, he's doing – he's taking care of this family. You know, she's doing the kids, but he's the one providing the income. She doesn't work. Mm-hmm. He has to do what he has to do. Now, and I realize they try to just make him look selfish by doing it. Yeah. But in reality, he's doing what he needs to do to take care of the family. He's- I mean, right. it's- But there is
2: something a little something else also a little different that well, I'll argue about a little bit later as we get going here. Because like, there's there's some things too with thoughts like, okay, I understand the ambition part, but he's also I, I think you can kind of see it in even towards the beginning, because it seems like anytime he's around Emma, you'll see where there's points where he wants to kind of like turn away from her there's so he either he's turning his head or he's turning his back there's just something so there's a little bit of distance there like he's not completely happy yeah well you know? Yeah. yeah i guess we'll talk about it later yeah. but you know there's because there's some there's some there's stuff, definitely that you know? inner turmoil between mm-hmm. you know wanting to be a family man and be there for his kids but also put his career ahead of that yeah
1: well wow. You say being a family. I think that's his biggest problem. I think they were on two different pages about yeah. wanting family, uh, yeah. yes, and he yes. just he just went along with it.
2: Well, and then they kept popping out kids that they oh, really couldn't even that's, afford. That's the next thing. That's, 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 that's the next thing, the next <laughs> thing. because, like, <laughs> obviously, what we see here at this point, when she was even getting the phone to talk to Flat, we saw that she's actually got a little bit of a baby bump. Mm-hmm. So the second kid is on the way.
1: And you're right. And I didn't notice when she was getting the phone. I noticed that this next scene when they're leaving, I was like, oh, Yes, she's pregnant again. Okay. Yep.
2: After they got everything packed up and they're coming down the steps. When we see and because then we also found out from because <laughs> I like one of uh Awara's last words. Like, find a good maternity dress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, You couldn't leave it alone, could you, Mom? So <laughs> <laughs> basically, at this point, we see where Rosie, Patsy, and Aurora are saying goodbye to Emma, Flap, and Tommy. So Flap, you could tell he's just he's ready to go. Yeah. And he, he asks. Has, he's like, he can has, we go now? <laughs> he has no interest really about any more goodbyes. He's just ready to go. Meanwhile, you could tell Awara, Emma, this is hard for them. You know, uh, they're gonna be living thousands of miles away from each other. So we see where they get in the car, <laughs> and I love what okay, the way that Awara interacts with little kids. It's funny because she treats them like little adults and how she talks to them. <laughs> and there's two instances. This is one of them. So I like her, instead of calling him Tommy, she's like, "Now Tom, <laughs> you're going to be good to your mother, right?" And she's like, and "I like her, he's like, yes, Mrs. Greenway. He doesn't even <laughs> call her grandma. Already. He calls her Mrs. Mrs. Greenway." <laughs> and then she comes up to Emma. They're holding hands and stuff, and she tells lap to drive away slow because you didn't know, want like well what does he do he guns he, it <laughs> he just guns it God damn. i was like <laughs> wow he yeah so we we knew he was ready to go like yesterday Whoop, yeah you could tell i think
1: he was actively searching to find a new job to get away oh yeah right, absolutely.
2: you know because i feel
1: like i feel like texas would be a pretty good Place to get a job, but then again, it could also be so crowded that you have a lot more competition. Right, and they're in
2: Houston. That's a big city area too, so I'm sure it wasn't the easiest. You know, he had to do what he had to do in that instance, and I get that. So then we have where they're on the road. We have oh no, but wait, like Patsy tries to hug. Oh yeah, Aurora and Aurora just like looks at her and then turns around and walks (laughs) away, and Patsy's like. I guess I'll just stand here and comfort myself. (laughs) Yeah, again, Aurora, just crazy with the people in Emma's lives. Yeah, Emma's life, we'll put it that way. It's because you're getting old. I know. Fix it old. (laughs) So then I think that's where we actually do see they're in the car and traveling to Iowa. And Tommy's like, I don't want, I miss Houston. And And I love what she says there. She's like, oh she's like you're just being spoiled she's like des moines is a great place it's she's like everyone from around the world comes to <laughs> see Des Moines once in their life yeah, way to sell a mom yeah yep. she's doing that thing you know because i mean you're moving especially moving to a completely far away place i mean that's tough on kids
1: and
2: well, you know yeah, kids I mean, are worried about you know how they're going to fit in and all that stuff and she's doing the mom thing where she's like oh it's gonna be great you know even though i mean it's des moines <laughs> Well, and then not only that. I mean, Houston oh. is where uh, Emma grew up her whole yeah. life. So, and then you know, despite having Patsy and other friend having Flap and all stuff, I mean, really, her best friend is her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's always been there to help, also take care of her mom. Yep. Okay, so then we get to the next scene where we see Aurora's at in her backyard in the gazebo, yep. and then we have we hear this noise going. Oh, <laughs> we find out Garrett's in the pool he's jumping in the pool yeah but like from a sauna or something right? he was in a sauna no. and he jumped in the pool it was like the oh, extreme wait, temperatures he's... that got him because he, he mentioned something i got to that i got the present that was just that the moment you jump into the pool and then you got the oh maybe That's so. what I thought it was. yeah i don't remember the sauna part if he did yeah, I, I just feel like i feel like he said something about extreme but maybe not but yeah anyway he's like oh you gotta try but anyway yeah and so he's making this one she's like Well, he's he's basically quiet down. He's like, what? she's like, well, you please quiet down (laughs) and respect other people's feelings. And he's like, I can't hear you. So they meet up up at the gate. Mm -hmm. At their gate line, their fence line. I like, to where it's like, uh, this is the first time really talking to each other. Mm -hmm. But he knew her name, which I think is kind of funny. So it makes you sit there and think, oh, the whole neighborhood knows who she is. (laughs) Her reputation precedes her. And plus... You kind of look at some of the gentleman callers that kind of come to Mm -hmm. her door so yeah probably she does have a bit of where everyone knows who she is but it's weird like she has all these gentlemen callers but like she doesn't have sex with them at all she doesn't have like that romantic well that's intimate connection at all she's not
1: she's not sexually active
2: yeah she's (laughs) not i think for her she's just kind of you know she had her husband die she Mm -hmm. had her husband for years so know, she's like, well, at least I have some attention. I have people talked into me because all she had was Emma for a while too. Mm -hmm. So at least this was kind of like having adults around. I guess I was gonna say
1: though, with the just had her husband die. No, we've had
2: multiple time
1: jumps. It is
2: yeah, not just her husband died. This literally just now. No, no, no. (laughs) But just uh, she wasn't going to do anything because she still felt married. You know, it wasn't. It was going to be. And some people do that when they lose their spouse. Sometimes it can take them a long time before they do anything. Yeah, sure. But um, anyway, we have where they're talking for the first time. He acknowledges this is Aurora. And then he goes and says that he was going to have a NASA White House dinner. And he wasn't sure who was going to invite. And he thought maybe he would invite Aurora. And if that would be something that she'd be into. He's like, well, I never been to the White House. So I would say yes. And
1: well, she specifically, I like the way she says, she's like, if you want to improve the atmosphere by taking me to lunch, I wouldn't say no. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I
2: love that line. (laughs) And I love where, like, he's, he asked her to also come closer. Yeah, they oh, walk yeah. down
1: to the end of the fence line instead of being over there oh, by man. the bushes. They walk all the way down. He like, do. like trying they, to
2: touch her with yeah. his, his pinky finger. She's like... Oh my God. And I love too where when they first said hi, he was she was about to go up to the house and he's like, you're not going to ignore me, are you? She's like, well, what else do you want me what to say? What else do you want me to say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you said, try the water. But I like where they get down to the fence line and then Everything's going good, and he, he's like, "Well, how about you come on over and take a ride?" But oh, he said,
1: "He say, <laughs> says I know what you want. Just lay back and enjoy the ride." And she's like,
2: mm, "No." <laughs> she, basically, she told him like, "You're crazy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a tur- that then. was a
1: turn off for her, definitely.
2: Yeah, and which is really weird because like, there's a moment where when they do meet and they're talking about having dinner and having lunch because the the white house dinner thing got canceled so then he was like how about lunch and i like where it seemed like it was okay but then when she would get closer to the fence then she wanted to kind of be a little antagonistic mm-hmm. somewhere and i i kind of noticed that's what she does with even some of the other gentlemen that she's with so she's kind of plays hard to get, I think. She's a little like, thorny. Yeah, <laughs> a little thorny with it. She she likes the attention, but she wants to be a little thorny with it. But, so, anyway, that doesn't work out for them. Yeah. No. But then we cut to Emma and Flapper arriving and Des Moines. So, obviously, they, they got a head up because the house is better that they're moving into. And, man, like, for them having, like, no money at all, like, the house is pretty big that they're moving into. <laughs> like, in today's world, yeah, that house would be like, I would say at least twenty five hundred a month. <laughs> well, I would. The only thing I can imagine back then it was maybe, probably like four hundred. <laughs> is maybe he got a leg up, like a good deal from the the school, and maybe they give him like a bonus, like an advance on. or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In order for him to move up there and stuff, so. Because so, I can't and imagine it, yeah, it could be an, it could
1: have been a moving payment. Up. Yeah, sometimes yep. they'll pay you to move. So.
2: And that's probably what he and did also the housing play. market back then was affordable. Yeah. <laughs> but it was definitely a, a better place than what they were. Yes. At. And even Tommy would have his own room basically. Yep. So because <laughs> I like where they're moved in and uh Flap is tired. And he just, so he just drops a mattress or something on the floor. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, you can just leave that there. Like, we'll just get it in, in the morning or get it tomorrow. Meanwhile, and Tommy's just going there. upstairs by there. himself. Yeah. yeah. Tommy's
1: going, I'm like. Mm, you're a little young to just be going upstairs by yourself kid different you time
2: some- <laughs> it was a different time parents let their kids do whatever yeah you're right mom <laughs> dad kind of did that with me and chat to some, <laughs> some degree like that yeah it was like as long as they don't fall over and hurt each other or something they're okay as long as they're making noise they're fine if it yep, gets quiet then sure you have to worry <laughs> but i like where she gets on the mattress with them because this is one of josh's favorite scenes by the way it is and i like where she tells they start talking about sex that in this conversation yeah because she first and, says oh,
1: you'll be excited because tommy's across room, yes, so we could be noisy
2: <laughs> yep <laughs> yep yeah they're definitely then, um you know having that oh you know well it's pretty obvious well, they're he, they're doing it like rabbits yes <laughs> yeah because
1: he's he said he's, he's like yeah you can make those squeals you make <laughs> i was
2: like yeah yeah <laughs> i was gonna say josh what is what's the what are some of the words they use with each other and then and he and then Josh was like, "Oh, I can't believe she did this." Yeah, because
1: well, and then she tells him, "Oh, yeah, and what are you going to do? Here I come. Here I come again. Yes,
2: yes, yes." Josh, you got to do a little bit more sexy. <laughs> I'm that? not doing it sexy, Chad. <laughs> do no, it, do it slower no, and, and a lower no.
1: voice, please. <laughs> no, no, no. But then this is what got me. Emma, <laughs> Emma tells him, "You know, you just made me wet with your voice." Yeah. and I'm going. <laughs> this movie's PG. How the fuck? <laughs> like he already well, went down on her earlier in yeah. the movie, which I mean, you don't see it. So I guess, but, it's but so I, fine. <laughs> I did read up on it and you know, this, there wasn't a PG 13 yeah. and this movie was originally rated R and they had to appeal yeah. to get the PG rating. Oh, I'm,
2: but I'm like, yeah.
1: my God, you made me wet. And that's a PG movie.
2: I, I'm not showing this to kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird how like some of the ratings worked back then because Yeah. Mm, you know you, you see some of the movies that came out back then that were rated pg and you're like it's a little edgy but it's a little edgy <laughs> still you know and and, know. And, my, and my
1: kids know that too because i'd be like yeah you know, i'm showing you this older movie i was like because like, i What's rated pg it's like when was it may and i'm like the 80s he's like oh yeah like he knows <laughs> if it's pg from the <laughs> 80s nice. he's gonna really? get to watch something
2: <laughs> nice <laughs> oh my god that's awesome so he, yeah he, he's got it figured out man he's like maybe yeah. i'll hear an f-bomb in there or something yes
1: you, we will later
2: in this but also like how of course in this scene as well that was going on emma was playing her show tunes and yeah. you know who was playing this time judy garland oh that's right uh, emma, were you pointing that out to me okay so interesting like with i don't know it's just interesting that she picks out these old yep. old records or something yeah, yeah. and there's one record later that she ends up playing that i don't recognize who it is i try to figure it out but i can't i can't get the name but at least what i was like oh well, i can tell that's Ethel merman and judy garland and maybe that's just me being gay coming out who knows but <laughs> i'm like i didn't recognize anyone so <laughs> well josh but, you don't have the gay in you but i mean with judy garland <laughs> like her voice is just his signature, see? You yeah. can always usually tell this it's Judy Garland. Well, I guess I'm terrible. Uh, it- I
1: couldn't even tell it was Judy Garland. Oh, you would so. know. What was, you would know. What it. Was it Mar- I was listening. Mar- I didn't
2: know. What do you mean? What was it Margaret Cho said that her mom was like, the gay's like ass and Judy Garland. <laughs> Love Margaret Cho. <laughs> but anyway, we find that time has passed again. So yes. we got, now we got the second son, Teddy who's yeah. now in the picture. Tommy's a little bit older. And we also see that Emma's upset about something. She's been crying, but she's making lunches for the kids, getting them ready for school. So phone rings and it's Aurora. And Aurora can obviously tell that something's nope, Something's going on. Yeah. Tell me what's going on. And then so we find that is like hey we need money we're having money troubles, you know, we're yeah. having some money troubles i don't want to ask you but i'm sorry to ask you and blah blah, blah. and that right there should be a um uh, what do you call it like a like a red, red flag or something like that for for yeah a red flag for what's to come because you know like when couples have mm-hmm. money troubles it well, often and, and becomes also something before, of a turmoil
1: for the relationship before Aurora calls, she's talking to Flap, and he's just saying he's got papers to grade, he's got to go to work. Yes, right and mm-hmm. she says, We haven't even been together in a week, you know, at this oh, point, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So you can tell they,
1: and even even Tommy
2: husband and wife Tom- relations in a while, so that's having a strain. Yeah, and even
1: Tommy heads outside and just sits on the stairs because you can tell yeah. that they argue a lot, and that's he's right. like, I just got to get away. he just goes, sits on the stairs by himself in this scene. Yeah. And then then Aurora calls. Yes. That was
2: where he came back into the house to make love again. Right. Yeah. And that's where she was like, Oh, thank God you're doing the right thing for doing this, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, Tommy, I'll be back. (laughs) Be back in a few minutes to make your breakfast. He did like a Forrest Gump thing and went outside. Yeah. (laughs) You're (laughs) a (laughs) fat. And I was, oh, and and little Tommy in those uh, slippers with like the bear. The bear. (laughs) And I was was sitting there going, like, me and chad had something similar but it wasn't the bear thing it was like i i swear i could probably remember that chad and i had like a had maybe like, like sesame street characters perhaps. Sesame are like i feel like i had a yeah. dragon or something it was like that street because i remember like mm. we had like the big bird one okay man, that's remember, oh, because yeah. it was like the little plastic heads on top of the slippers <laughs> and they're like little sock things uh, on the oh okay yeah. oh my gosh stop Crazy trying thing. to make me sound cute chris <laughs> <laughs> well you're already hot chad so we're wow. gonna do cute chad that's right? true <laughs> But anyway, we find that they're talking on the phone. She needs money. And then there's also some more big news. So Chad, what she'd say. She's pregnant again. She's pregnant for the <laughs> third time. And I love a war's reaction. Oh, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's bad because, I mean, they're having money troubles and then she's having another kid, yeah. and on top of yeah. that relationship issue. And obviously. on top of that relationship issue problems. Yeah, so, and because then what issue else? problems. <laughs> then what does a war also say to Emma, Josh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bet
1: you love this. You're gonna have it, I suppose. I was like, oh,
2: wow. <laughs> yeah, and she, like, full-on is, like, just nonchalantly, like, you can go across the border into Colorado. Like she, yeah, like, mm-hmm.
1: she's been looking this up or something, because, yeah. yeah, she's like, go to Colorado.
2: You can, she's like, I'm- I'm- her stories of many young women who go have abortions and then go on to get a career or something. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously I think she saw for Emma, like you have way more potential than just being, than, than just being house mom. House mom. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, uh, and she tells and that her that her life's never going to
1: get better if she just keeps having kids with this man. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Cause she's like, you're denying who your potential and you're denying who you are. Yep. And that she, I think she got the feeling that Emma is just, going along for the ride because it's just being there for flap what is mm-hmm. it doing for you yeah you know flap is is moving up in his career but what about you what are you doing so anyway she's talking about abortion she's not going to do it and emma's not going to do it but or is like all right she's like why are you quiet like, because i'm thinking about how i hate to depart with money basically her way of saying <laughs> i'll give you the money you're right and i was like i understand that from a war sometimes like oh great i had to part with money," <laughs> but who does right everyone's like, yeah oh. so we see where flap comes home and we you gather like okay well flap's been gone for a little bit what's he doing you know because emma has suspicious feelings about it so she's like, you're cheating on me, and I know you are. He's like, no, 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 I'm not. And, like, the way he, he like, he almost kind of gaslights her in a way to be like, oh, you know how you get, yeah, you know, psychotic in the first few months of being pregnant, and right. blah, blah, blah. But, like, he doesn't ever... Paranoid, like, not
1: psychotic.
2: but Exactly, know. paranoid, yeah. <laughs> and, like, but he doesn't ever, like, he doesn't, like, I don't know, like, you can almost tell he's guilty because like if you're being accused by your wife of yeah. being with another woman, I would imagine you'd be like, Oh my God, no, I'm not. Like yeah. you would be defending yourself. And he's just kind of like not really answering the question. He's not really addressing it. He's just he, kind of pushing it onto he's, her. Yeah, he's beating around the bush. He's, and, yeah. and, his,
1: and his excuse is he fell asleep on the sofa at the library. Right. Exactly, That's why yeah. he's late. Like, um, and I like to where on. he's
2: like, I found, he's like i found the topic for my thesis or something like that too when he came in through the door it was like the first thing he says right away because he knew automatically that she was upset uh when he got home because she's like yeah the hell have you been it's like you bit rehearsed that bit didn't you sir (laughs) because that was the first words out of his mouth when he came through the door
1: i do like emma right here though because she tells him like you're using my childbearing as a way of hiding from being a dad and being mm, do, doing, doing yeah. your responsibility. And she calls him a bag of shit dust.
0: If you are doing something and you're trying to make me feel crazy because I'm bearing our child, then you may have just sunk to a point so low that you will never recover. You may have just panicked Flap, and trying to save yourself. You've thrown out your character and your principles. Now, the only way you could possibly redeem yourself and be the man that God intended you to be is to admit to me anything that you might have been doing last night. Because if you don't do that, if you don't do that right now,
2: you are a lost man. A shell. A bag of shit dust. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she had, like, this this really kind of grand moment, which I could see, I was like, this is some really good acting on Deborah Winger's part, where she was telling him, like, and She was even using some bigger words, if you know. Like her like, mother, like her mom in this instance, where <laughs> yeah. she was basically telling him, "Like, you have this opportunity to tell me the truth, be an upstanding man," and basically saying, "Like, I'll forgive you. You just have yeah. to be honest with me." And and she has him Don't right there. Don't go against your principle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. She even debated. You see where his eyes kind of? Yeah, exactly. It's like she's debating. She's got him caught, and then the phone the rings. Fucking phone rings. He's like, "Hello, Aurora," and he he's, <laughs> and he's quick to pick that phone up. And yeah, he was that he was quick to pick yep. that phone up when and then every other like, oh. time before he ignored. Yeah, it. he
1: doesn't want to answer that phone. No one talked to Aurora. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so he was quite literally, I think, yeah. saved by the bell in that moment. <laughs> and now this is one of those. Instances. And you can tell she was just kind of like, "Yeah, oh. yep." She's like, "Damn it!" <laughs> he was in my hands. Mm-hmm. He was in my hands. Yeah, and this is one of those moments too, where the next thing is we get another time jump. And what I've kind of noticed sometimes with these time jumps is that sometimes the transition is what's a little different it kind of slowly transitions before it goes to a a time jump somewhere Mm -hmm. where i've noticed that usually if it's a regular scene then the edit is just it's Mm -hmm. clean but this was kind of like because she sits in the chair and when he's talking you kind of have where like his words kind of dissipate and then it just kind of focuses on her for a second before it goes into another scene. Mm-hmm. So it's a little slower, of what I noticed for some of the time jumps. Yeah, so it sounds like a little fade out moment yeah. before, yeah. And so we find out at this point, she's already had the third baby, yep. who's a little girl named Melody. Melanie. Yep. <laughs> Which, by the way, Chad thinks that little girl is too cute in this movie. She is adorable. So we see where the two boys, though, how are outside. Emma and Flapper are arguing inside. Tommy he just can't handle it so he ends up walking off Teddy's following him he's like hey mom said for us not to go off the porch and he's like I don't care so we see where they're at the boys are in front of a church Emma catches up with them she's like hey I thought I told you not to leave the house
1: I love so, Tommy's response
2: <laughs> oh what was Tommy's response Josh I don't want people to think that we actually live there which I mean, that's that's painful. I mean, that yeah. shows that you how broken his home life is, you know, that his parents yeah. are fighting so much that he's literally <clears throat> embarrassed to be seen in front of the house. And you, and you oh. got to
1: really feel bad for Emma in this situation because, yeah. and, and it's just the way it happens a lot of time, the mom takes the heat, like yeah. flaps the yeah. one coming home late. He's not doing not what he needs to. That's
2: the thing. He's not there to, to pick up the pieces. If He's not there to pick up the pieces. Down but, the drain, you know?
1: but the problem with that is when he is there, the kids are going to gravitate towards him. Yep. They get to see so, mom all the time. And that's yep. why Tommy even tells her, you're driving daddy away. And that's just yep. got a heartbreak because she knows she's doing everything for these kids. Yeah. He's yeah. not.
2: And also, too, like as a little boy, like you tend to idolize your dad, yeah. too. You know? So you know, for him, and like Josh said to me, because his dad's not around a whole lot, like for him, his dad's kind of almost like a superhero, right, to him. And but from Tommy's perspective, and all he he hears is his mom like harping on his dad as soon as he walks through the doors. But that's what I'm saying, like why he's not there because anytime he sees his dad go out the door, he's seeing it as his mom is driving him away. Mm -hmm. Instead, he's not seeing that no there's a lot more there so unfortunately poor emma is also now in this case bad bad guy Yeah, she's the bad guy and now because i like to where she's like she tells him okay you're right you're allowed to say one mean thing to me once a year she's like that should do it until you're 10 (laughs) and then that's where he was like well you're driving daddy away she's like okay that's it and then she's like get up Get up, you know, being a little. She's like, oh, no. I like this kid. line. Don't maybe hit you. They don't maybe hit you in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Every parent's best line to their kid when they're like, Don't you oh embarrass me in public now. <laughs> when me and Chad were kids, now, right, Josh? Chad and I were kids. One of the things that our mom would do is like, there was this thing where she put on the mom voice, is what we'd say. Yeah, the mom and voice. Yep. She would <laughs> maybe like grab us by the arm for a second. Or she, she just gets down to your level. She looks down on you. And then she gets this deep voice. Like her teeth are mm-hmm. like pursed together. And then she just speaks through her lips. And she'll just say something like, don't you do it again. Or something. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what it was, but the way that she would do it and the intent <laughs> behind it would suddenly just fix everything. Because then many years later, when I call her my sister, when she had her kid, and mom was watching him one day and they had went out to the mall or something yeah he wanted to act up he wouldn't get off the- chad he, was there he right? pro yeah he pro yeah he, he didn't want to leave the toy store and he protested and he sat down on the floor <laughs> and i saw it in like real time mom got down she's like get up off this floor now <laughs> and so she put the mom voice on and he and got he up got up yeah so I don't know. That's one of the things I think about that. Like, but, yeah. me, every parent is out like, real quick. You know, call to their child when they go out. Now we're going out. You need to be on your best behavior. Don't you embarrass me. And so now we get a really also another memorable scene in the movie. And we see where Emma is checking out at groceries at the cash register.
0: Yeah.
2: And total comes out to be $44 and some change. So she's counting out the money. yeah you know, she's like, 35. And there's a lot of people, yeah, behind. Yeah. people behind them. So it's 35, 36. And you can tell the cashier is like, oh, God. Yeah. One of these it's people. Like, here's $38 so far. And then she's searching her purse. And then, of course, of course, Tommy has to yell out, You don't have enough you don't money? Have enough money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love how Emma just looked at him. Like, Thank you for calling to everyone's attention, Tommy. Appreciate yeah. it. Oh, man. But she says she, she left
1: th- her other purse at home.
2: Yeah, yeah, which is what I think anyone in that situation would do too—to be like right. trying to cover, be pride, embarrassed. Yeah. yeah, you don't want your pride hurt. Yeah. yeah, no one wants to.
1: to do well, that. the cashier doesn't make any better here. No, no. no <laughs> the
2: cashier's such a. Tw- she was mean. She, 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 she right was a big that. old meanie. There we go. I, I mean, I know she's, she's trying to do her job too. Like, <laughs> well, I can't just give it to you for free. I get know? that,
1: but she literally has to yell out. Yeah. Can I have the register key? She doesn't have enough, have money. enough money. I was like, yeah. oh no.
2: <laughs> really? So then she's like, okay, we'll take this away. Take this away, including this pack of candy. And then that's where Tommy's like, mom, you promised I could get something. And she's like, uh, she's like, i know but not now or something but then he picked up like the my doll no my doll yeah, she's the like no no
1: you're not no, taking my mind. yeah
2: <laughs> which i can't blame well her i there. can't blame her there that's kind of a necessity for some people yeah and then of course she gets down to like 40 maybe like 40 dollars or something i think originally before next you know she gets a candy bar for tommy and then she looks at teddy and she's like well screw it i'm getting him a candy bar too so it comes up to it's 40, like 43 or something <laughs> yeah like that. she's like we're going in the wrong direction <laughs> the cashier yeah and then yeah. she's like tells the cashier lady she goes why do you have to be so goddamn mean or which is true <laughs> Why is that cashier i mean because you know i agree because and at that point like my dad was oh, so goddamn nasty that's what it yeah was. my dad was like damn straight he's like your job is to cash people out not judge them and i was like you know what that's yeah. the truth like you're <laughs> This lady oh, is not there to be judging other people. I can tell you guys a story too. Like, So at my job that we had before uh, we closed down and stuff, there was this homeless guy that came into the store. I wasn't there to witness it, but one of my bosses had told me about it because he got so mad about it. And this homeless guy came in, he wanted a pair of earbuds. But in order to get the earbuds, we had to get one of those magnetic keys to open up the thing. Mm-hmm. So anyway... The guy that was working there told him, Well, why do you want any? Why do you want some earbuds? You can't even afford it. You're homeless, aren't you? Oh, yeah, that's awful. That's an awful uh, thing to say. So, my boss, he was just stunned, like, Yeah. Like the and the guy was like, Oh, I may be homeless, but I like to listen to music, yeah. too And so, you know, we were near the end of our days anyway, so my boss couldn't necessarily just fire those the guy mm-hmm. because he was like you know we needed the extra hand for pack up and stuff but he ended up apologizing to the homeless guy saying i'm so sorry that my employee said that to you and i yeah, was like i cannot an believe awful thing to say they said that but it just kind of reminded me in that instance yeah. you know we're talking about being judging being mean i mean it's just well, Tucker, your job is just to cash them out take the money and send them on their way
1: i was gonna say if he had the money what are you what are you questioning what is it exactly what what the fuck (laughs) does it
2: matter because what he spends his money on is his is his business business you know but oh that makes me angry Uh, oh a couple of those guys were just total a-holes they were assholes just for the sake because they were losing their job you know and i was like oh i know you you can't Fuck them. You just can't poopers. help it. You cannot help it. This is the situation. Yeah. Being mean to everyone else is not going to fix it. Playing it's like, it. bitch, everybody's hiring now. You're going to be without a job very long. Go fucking apply somewhere. But in this instance, though, Emma ends up getting a bit of some saving grace because then we see John Lithgow, who plays Sam. And Sam goes and mentions that, hey, I'm the guy that turned you down for your mortgage. Uh, loan or something like that because they were getting like a second mortgage line he kind of gets a little bit of there yeah house, or something. The house so yeah. they can get you know money yeah.
1: um he tells her that like, like, once they get outside though because i think <laughs> before they get outside like he pays and he's telling oh, he told cash. her he her
2: in the line he told her did that he? In the line.
1: he did mm-hmm.
2: he did yeah oh okay. she was like because okay. at first she was kind of like oh yeah I remember you. But he's really nice, you know. He yeah. offers to to make up the difference, which in this case You're is right. not bad. It's like five dollars or something. Yeah, it wasn't very much. You know, and then he he tells the cashier, when he hands her the oh, money. All of this too, yeah. Uh, uh, what is he? I can't remember the exact words. He's, he's like, you know, I know such and such uh, who runs, I think maybe like the grocery store. And mm-hmm. he's like, he'd be very disappointed that you uh, treat, act, your customers. treat your customer customers this way. She's like, and she goes and responds, well, I don't treat her any differently in any ways. Well, then you must be from New York. New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you damn Yankees. <laughs> so then they're going outside. Teddy is pushing yes. the cart. And, and I love She's like, slow down, Teddy's." And he's like, what? Slow down. And then what does he do? He bumps Slams it, into their it right into the car. <laughs> <laughs> and I told Chad, I was like, okay. Now, if this was me as a kid and our dad saw that. Oh, gosh. oh my God. Our dad is so protective of cars. And he would have just gone off would have made Awkward. a total scene in the yeah, parking lot would've... yelling spanking and it's so funny <laughs> in the because car. we showed dad the scene <laughs> and we're like dad you would have and exactly which has you would have blown up and made a scene and so he's like i would not i was like I was yes like, she bullshit. Would have, sir.
1: <laughs> well i mean she does start yelling like she is like now now,
2: now. oh well that's a tom that's a tommy yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're him to right get, you're go right. to the car and he's he's not really complying and she's like, oh my god that go was to the car funny, now because <laughs> i like it where they're walking up there and he's like mom let's go And she's like i'll be there in a minute honey <laughs> he's like mom she's like i'll be there in a minute honey go to the car go to the car now now, 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 now. And I look up, he's like, well, he's like, you do treat them really well. John McAuley, he's like, oh, you treat them really well. He's like, we're all three kind of going through a thing right now. It's
1: funny, Chris, because I know you had mentioned you read up on it, and this kind of, this scene kind of reminded me of it, about how Deborah Winger was erratic on the set. Oh, yeah. I know it yeah, was, yeah,
2: yeah. like, did You're you right. see the reason why? I did. Um, i read that she was coming off a severe cocaine addiction yes At and apparently she had done
1: this yeah and she had she was like this
2: in all her movies though she yeah. did it
1: with richard Gere. Mm-hmm. she did it with oh my goodness someone I else sorry, she was an
2: um, officer and a gentleman right she was yeah and she was yeah. actually nominated for that movie too oh wow, oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
1: so if she could have just got over this because kind of after this she I think she does like one more big movie and then drops off. Yeah,
2: there's like that movie Shadowlands with Anthony Hopkins Mm. that was her last Oscar nomination. That was in the early 90s as well. Oh, wow, Um, okay. But she she just always was someone who was tough to work with. Yeah. But I know in this movie, it was particularly with Shirley MacLaine. So I know like uh, for Shirley MacLaine, she's written a little bit about it in her autobiographies right? In her memoirs and she had mentioned oh god a couple of funny well one is actually pretty funny she had mentioned this one time where uh they're going on to the set and deborah who was already there she's like yo come over here just i guess kind of being mean in that moment and she's like do you know how to hit your mark and she's like excuse me i've been in this business a long time i know how to hit a mark (laughs) and so they kind of get into it for a moment she starts walking off but then deborah's like yeah we'll hit this mark and then Deborah turns around, bends over, flips her skirt up, and farts in Charlotte McClain's face. <laughs> I, I didn't read that. <laughs> That's what Shirley McClain claims. Oh gosh. That attitude, yeah. And then there's a scene where uh, nope, not working on this no more. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> not a working scene for the rest of the day where uh Charlotte and Jack Nicholson are in a the bed. They're filming, but meanwhile, Deborah gets under the covers and starts like tickling shirley's feet and licking her leg oh for, josh yeah. For, yeah yeah for whatever reason there was some <laughs> tense moments where they even got into a shoving match with each I other did oh, that part. so i mean it, it's kind of like bitch. it's kind of like what shirley mcclain said in her speech she called deborah winger a turbulent brilliance a turbulent brilliance was working with i was like well she's not lying there i mean it makes sense when the shoe like, fits it was, it was turbulent <laughs> but charlotte but also giving credit where credit is due because deborah is she is a very good actress mm-hmm. so she knows what she's doing as well um uh, so she's not wrong but it was something that apparently um i don't know something that the director never really fixed either from understand so it was just i think he just kind of allowed it to an extent uh because i guess it just also, somehow worked with their performances to kind of have that dysfunction.
1: Probably. Also, I just wonder if he was just being his first. I know he worked in TV, being his first That's big film. Maybe he was a little scared, yeah. intimidated. Well, I too. would
2: be. I have to say, Sheryl McLean is one of those yeah, actresses. Well yep. <laughs> that if I was a director, I would be intimidated by her too. So I feel yeah. like she would just read me, well, especially film. on your first, you know, feature film project. You know, you don't want to do anything that's going to fuck up any mm-hmm. sort of possibility from working in that town again, as they say. Right. Especially with a well known actor. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just, I kind of get scared of the idea of like, what if she asked me a really good question I have no answer to? And all I can sit there and say is like, just do what's on the script. Please do what's on the script. And then she wants to make like a big fuss over it. I'd be like, oh crap. Now well, you ask can do for it. her to turn into a dragon and breathe fire. You always do like, React how David O. Russell did to <laughs> Lily Tomlin, like you bitch,
0: you bitch! I've been working on this movie for I'm ten years. <laughs> Just read the script. Just read the script.
2: I see. So <laughs> now I'm trying to remember where we left off at. So there. Oh yeah. So Sam and Emma. It looks like something's brewing there. You know, there's kind of an instant attraction. Yeah, bubbling at least from Sam beneath he's, the surface. Very kind of attracted to her yeah because
1: well she that. keeps saying you know, she'll pay him back and he's like no don't worry about it she's like no i do and he finally's like well you could always just come by the bank and drop
2: it off oh that's right <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> which i'm just like man five dollars like yeah girl, but just you know for alone. him this was <laughs> an opportunity to see her second well time. true yeah so, right and go from there so he then we kind of with her then we kind of get i think maybe a little bit of maybe a time jump again to an extent but now we are seeing Aurora's birthday.
1: Yeah. I was I don't know if it was a time jump, but
2: yeah, we're at a birthday party. And uh oh, this is where <laughs> this is kind of funny because she's got Rosie, she's got Ed, and she's got Vernon, and she's got her doctor there. Her doctor for whatever reason is. Which there. I'm not really sure why he's there, but he was just an <laughs> asshole. Because then, like obviously, Vernon still head over heels for Aurora. Yeah. Ed is pretty much being Ed, he's still, yeah. I think he's also trying to be oh because i love her he's trying to give that <laughs> he's trying to give her a oh my god a toast oh yeah And he's trying to say all those good words to her and then he he tries to lean over and give her a kiss but she kind of turns <laughs> her head for a moment <laughs> to make it you know no not one of those kisses and you can tell vernon is a little upset about so she mm-hmm. turns to him and she's like uh do you uh, what was it? She asked him like, "Do you I want think to say just something you, or you or want or to kiss like that. Well? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It gives them so a... it's really weird that she does that because I'm like, man, she's playing these guys <laughs> right in front <laughs> of them. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like that's what <laughs> exactly she's just playing them. <laughs> I
1: don't, I don't even know how call it
2: the game. I, said, I don't I even know how to call but... it playing
1: them because she's doing it in front of them. They know <laughs> yes. about each other. <laughs>
2: And yeah. she knows, like, oh, let me keep it a, a level playing field. Yeah. But she likes the attention that she gets from these guys for whatever reason. But she won't do anything more with them. Right. She just likes them being infatuated. And that's and really what kills it. me is that, like, uh, right, like the guy, somebody mentions she's 50. That's that doctor. Oh my and god. And then yeah. the doctor's like, no, she's 52. Sure. And I'm You're like, 50, Awora. And I'm like, is that really such a bad thing? Like, I mean, it'd be different if she was like. Well, 35.
1: He, well, he says <laughs> that though he's like, it's not a big deal. I just don't know why you're trying to hide it. Like, he even wonders yeah. why she's telling these men she's younger than she is. And then I uh, like where she says, but it's, not, their, not, but it's not like a, a big long difference.
2: time off. But yeah. then, like, he keeps pushing the he does, and he's the like, like and one of the things so like, accepting dude, bro, old bro, age, and it. I'm like, She's 52, <laughs> and she's old <laughs> age.
1: And I looked it up, she was actually only like 49 at the time, so she wasn't even 50 yet. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, like Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, Shirley right? MacLaine herself. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, that's and it's like, dude, calm down. Yeah, like, Who gets it? Put it, put it to rest, bro. Like, <laughs> but I like not, where Rosie's not like, doing anybody any favors here. But I like where Rosie was able to read the situation and she's like, uh, "Doctor, I think he." Basically, she tells him, "Calm down. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. that big of a deal." But then she can't take it, so she has to step outside again. But she doesn't lose her mind like she did in the first dinner party. <laughs> so she goes outside and she comes up like near her window all the guys are at the window yeah and vernon's like are you okay (laughs) she she just kind of gives us look like what the hell am i doing (laughs) so then she takes the chance to go over to garrett's house and she's like so some years ago you asked if i wanted to go lunch with you or is that still open let's go let's go ahead and oh is do this that? the one where he walks up and he's like "Where is oh which is a story a with that too because shirley mcclain talks about where working with jack you never know what you're going to get
1: yeah
2: every take is going to be different with him and so he apparently did some wild different takes with this particular scene and then it just so happened that he came in with the short robe <laughs> and it was just it was not in the script. It was not planned. Not wearing pants or nothing. Not, <laughs> yeah, not wearing pants or anything. And it was the scene they ended up keeping. <laughs> the take they, they kept in the movie. So, yeah. That's what, <laughs> and there's another thing, too, that happens in the movie that I'll tell you about as well that was not planned that mm. he did. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, he's like, oh, let me think about that. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll do it. How? she's like, good. Well, how about tomorrow? <laughs> and this is where it's also pretty funny because this is the brilliance of i think shirley mcclain where she saw the humor the comedy in the movie Mm -hmm. but still maintaining the the character's seriousness
1: yeah because she goes over she's like still want to take me to lunch she's like what are you talking about you asked me a couple years ago did you still want to take i'm like i was like holy shit (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> i love how she kind of debated at the steps for a second like oh my god what am i doing yeah <laughs> oh, let's just get this out of the way and then um so we find that they're gonna have lunch they're gonna go have lunch for the next day and i think that's where we cut to it is the next day for them it right? is the we next day the start of, the, of their date so i don't even think he had the chance or i don't even know if he opened the door for her at no he house. opened he opened Did he open a door for her? Okay, well. To her house? Is that what you said? Yeah, because they both stepped out. Um, now he I know he house. opens
1: the door to his car for yeah. her, lets her in there, and of course he's got a car that has the T
2: tops off. And it's a Corvette, 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 T top, and she's got this big oh my God, massive like, hair, hair, this big hairdo going on, and he even asked her, he's like, do you want to put the top up? And she's like, no. She's like, Ladies, every, woman, yeah. every woman is prepared or every experienced woman is prepared for life's events or something. Yeah. So she ties this scarf around her head. And I love the riding along the coast. And they take off. And, they're taking, and her scarf is like hanging out the, the, the Corvette <laughs> side there while she's like, she's like can, can you put the, the top up? up? And he's like, tops back at home. <laughs> and he asked her, before they her, left. Exactly. And her scarf Flies, flies away off. yep and they get to the restaurant you can she's like you can tell she's just disheveled she's uh she's like oh my god what was i thinking? so she gets out of the car and she can hardly get out of it for one <laughs> yeah. and then i love where she goes immediately to the bathroom and she sits down looks in the mirror and she's like oh my god <laughs> she's like how am i gonna salvage this hairdo so then we find out she's actually got a big old hair piece yeah she and has the, the rest of the hair comes just, right off <laughs> the rest of the hair is tied up already. She's like, Oh, wait a minute, that's not bad. <laughs> so, in a way, she kind of was prepared, but I don't think she expected that. <laughs> no, so then she goes to join him at his table, but he's already eating, he's already eating uh oysters or something. Oysters. Yeah. Guys, ever Blech. eat oysters? But no, they taste like snot sliding. I've down only had fried oysters, I'm kind of afraid to eat raw oyster. I'm gonna tell not. you,
1: the only way I've done it is I take a cracker. Put the oyster on and put some hot sauce and just take it all at once.
2: It's pretty good. Yeah, but do with the oysters, is that the one too where you have to swallow those? You can't chew them, right?
1: I didn't, so I don't know if you can or not. I didn't.
2: You didn't chew them.
1: Mm-mm.
2: Yeah, see, I think it's like with the raw oysters, I think it's those you can't chew because yeah, they pop up. They pop, yeah, that's what so I'm you have to saying. swallow them. But still, I'm just like it's just like cold slime going down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. The know ones I, I had could. were
1: broiled, to be fair. But
2: yeah, see, I think if they're cooked, I think you can chew them. I think it's yeah, the I raw just ones that you can't. Oh, okay. See, like the raw, the raw oyster thing. I'm like, mm, I don't think I can. And, well, well and you Garrett was eating like- them straight out of
1: the shell. So well, and that's
2: Chris, right. Chris doesn't like hot sauce either. So no, Chris no, no Sometimes <laughs> it depends. It depends. Chris is is really sensitive to the spicy stuff.
1: Well, and that that's my way of eating them. So you know, that's yeah. just how I did it.
2: So. I feel like I've heard someone say the same thing that they took hot sauce to the oyster to eat it so yeah so they're having their she's like okay I'm sitting down she's like well I'm starving and no that's not meant to be for something else <laughs> she was like I'm not making any euphemisms yeah. sir. and I love where he's like okay I think we need to get drunk or something you know we need some drinks over here
1: well, before like, that, they had the he looked This girl at the next table looks oh, at him, he and he
2: kind of right. looks back. I find that she, extremely rude.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she finds that extreme, and that's when he says, "Okay, we're gonna need to get drunk." Yeah.
2: She's like, "I, I don't." She's like, "I don't drink or something like that to, to get drunk or something like that with company or with an escort," and uh, he's like, "No, you need it for that bug <laughs> up your ass." Yes. I have
0: to get drunk. I don't get drunk, and I don't care for escorts
1: who do. You got me into this, and I'm, you're just going to have to trust me about this one thing. You need a lot of drinks.
0: To break the ice. To kill the bug that you have up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love her, she...
2: <laughs> then the waiter comes and then she ordered a whiskey or something like that. Yeah.
1: She orders a bourbon, wild a bourbon, turkey if okay. you have it.
2: Walter, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's and again, the brilliance of like the, the comedy mm. and there, the humor and there, but you feel the awkwardness of this date that's going so on, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then Garrett asks, she's, she's like, he's like, Are you fun? And the way he says it, I'm like. Does fun mean you have sex on the first date? Like, is that what I'm supposed to take from this? Yeah,
2: this is this a code word? Yeah. Cause
1: she tells them, you know, don't think about that. Impatient boys always miss their dessert. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I wrote that down
2: because I was like, I love that quote. That was hilarious. <laughs> Cause he was in there like, oh, Jesus. You know, yeah. like, I love <laughs> Yeah. Man, I have to fucking work for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then the next thing we're catching up with Emma and she's had lunch or having lunch with Sam. And they're holding hands at the table, and he's just kind of acting like, oh, I've I've never done this before, and I'm but I'm so excited that this is going on. And she's like, Well, all we're doing is holding hands. Like, <laughs> we're being naughty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're holding <laughs> hands. They're having lunch in public. Am I supposed to support this in I know- <laughs> this situation? Like, oh, I know yeah. that they've shown us that it seems like mm-hmm. Flap is cheating, but I still. I yep. am not personally of the mindset that that makes it okay for him exactly. to do it.
2: Yeah, although, uh, like at this point, she hasn't done anything just yet because he does. She's lusting. Say, she, she's lusting well, in her I'm heart. Gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to say because I think she was kind of using him. Yeah. <laughs> to well, yeah. To too. her, uh, for her comfort of sorts. Not. Yeah. I don't think it was necessarily like, necessarily having true feelings for him. You know. Well, it's not at that point, but yeah. I think later on she certainly does develop feelings I, for Sam. Because she even she I don't even know. Not, contemplates I don't know if it's really love though. Mm, I, don't I just know. never I got like... that sense it was love. I just kind of looked at it, it was just it was getting attention from a man because obviously I, I agree. was not doing anything for it at that point. I agree. Well, with at that. this point, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. At this point, yeah.
1: I don't think it makes it okay. No, go no. Have this man no. hold his hand and all that.
2: Because he does mention that he's... Like, Only the husband should be allowed near madam's. No, <laughs> that's... Not...
1: <laughs> Look, he's doing wrong. I'm just saying it doesn't mean it's okay for her. <laughs> Two wrongs don't make a right. Exactly. And there yeah, you exactly. go. But because he does she loves this. Her, this uh... is where he's talking about his wife, so you'll love oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I
2: love where <laughs> he's like, he hasn't had sex in three years. <laughs> Poor guy. And he he's says that his wife's marriage... His wife, who I think he says her name is Dottie. Yeah uh has disc problems in her back and she can't take weight on top of her so then emma's like well she's like not to get too personal or anything but she's like you know have you thought about asking her to get on top <laughs> oh i have i've asked her about at least 600 times <laughs> <laughs> she won't do it but she won't do it and then, of course, he mentions to her as well that he's going to be checking out a farmhouse that's quite a bit of distance. It's so going out to be of empty. town. yeah, no, And it's yeah. empty. So nobody they know yep. can no find, one can find them. No one can see them and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he asks if she would like to go with him. And at first she was like, well, I got to pick up the boys from school and blah, 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 But then she, of course, changes her mind and decides to go. After them.
1: he tells her the story about the sex is when she that's changes true. her mind,
2: by the way. So- that's true, too. Because that's them, the next yeah. scene, is them
1: driving. They're it's going them driving along
2: the road, right?
1: And he's asking, do you prefer Texas or living in Idaho, where they're at? That's right.
2: And Idaho like, or Iowa? I in
1: Iowa. Iowa. I wrote <laughs> Idaho. Yes, you right, Because he did Iowa. mention,
2: like, how Josh she about of yummy potatoes. Because <laughs> 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 he's like, do you miss Houston? I, yeah, that's right. They had that conversation. He's like, well, you know, everyone was basically nice in Houston. And she kind of feels like everyone's a little distant in iowa and that's where he goes and says well everyone's mostly farmers and they don't let on about what they have and you know the less information you give then the less risk you have of people trying to take what you have which is i guess maybe the, that is kind of the farmer mentality i don't really know but yeah, yeah. that i had no idea so i thought it was interesting
1: so, I'll say our next scene is <laughs> Garrett. They now they're drunk, I'm guessing, and Garrett's driving drunk is what he's doing. Oh, that's but not really only is he doing crazy. that, he's he's got Aurora pressing the gas for him while he stands up the top of his t tops with his feet on the steering I'm wheel sure. as he drives. <laughs> <laughs> and Aurora's oh, like, "This man. isn't a good idea," and he's just laughing about how it's so much fun. I love, like you said, they were driving along the coastline because she ends up pulling up the emergency brake and slings his ass into the ocean which was hilarious
2: <laughs> yeah she's like i don't like this i'm going to stop and then uh, i'm surprised he didn't like hurt himself I somehow know. after that or the car didn't run over him all because that was pretty dangerous <laughs> that was dangerous risky yeah. move that she did but he flies off lands in the water and then i love when she goes to check on him he's like well, if you wanted me on my back, he's like, oh, you had to do with ass. And kisses her, yeah. And then they kiss. (laughs) It's a sweet kiss going on. Oh, but here's the information comes in.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say, it's a sweet kiss at first.
2: Right. As you notice, (laughs) he takes his hand and he puts it in her shirt, right? So he's grabbing her boob. Mm -hmm. And she freaks out. PG
1: now, PG everyone. And PG.
2: (laughs) Well, the information there is that in this scene, this was another moment in which Jack unexpectedly did it. It was oh. not planned. It was not in the script. <laughs> I'm gonna touch that <laughs> so movie. It just naturally happened that way. Old Jack and they Nicholson, ended up keeping the ladies man. <laughs> it. but it makes sense for the character. Yeah. and I think she knew that as yeah. well. Like it just makes sense for the character and the scene because they've had some drinks yeah. and even though he says he's not drunk, you know, when she's like, why did you have to drink and or something like that, he's like i'm not drunk or something the ocean took that away from me or something like that so the adrenaline rush took yeah. it away from him oh, okay. um but like it made sense for his kind of party character mm-hmm. as well and you know he's getting that little bit of attention finally so he just thought like oh i got her she's kissing me and she's loving it blah blah, blah. but yeah it was unplanned and they ended <laughs> up keeping it wow okay i didn't realize that scene was unplanned okay <laughs> So then they end up, he ends up getting back in the car and she's like, oh, I like how she tries to <laughs> catch back up with him because of the way she's in her heels. Oh, yeah. At that Running so through the, the sand, the water the and the sand. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was just great.
1: Yeah, we cut back to Sam and Emma at that Sam house.
2: Yeah. You know, Sam's pretty excited, of course. He kind of reminds me of like a little schoolboy that's excited to have sex for the first time <laughs> ever. Yeah. Not well, the first time in three. Well, he has the first time. It's the first time. Three years in... is a
1: long time, though.
2: Long time. Yeah. yeah. And then so, oh, sorry, I just got cut off because I sat there and thought, like, yeah, but there's other ways of trying to maybe get <laughs> off with your partner or stuff. But anyway, you, you kind of <laughs> well, imagine it sounds like sex period of all kinds is was cut off off the him. table yeah. with his wife. So they must have had some big issues going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. But uh <laughs> anyway, he's like, "Are you not think?" He's like, "Are you sure you want to go through this? Or are you thinking about flat?" And she's like no 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 i'm i'm good she's like i think this is a good thing you know she was like i'm i'm pretty excited for it too and I, this was kind of funny because i like the the camera angle in this moment where it's a full frame of, and he picks her up and yeah. kisses her and so his whole arms are around her and he just lifts her up off the ground and <laughs> gives her that kiss so then obviously they did the deed so that i mean that's all that we And we're not judging maybe a little bit but <laughs> we digress <laughs> and then of course i think then that's when we see emma is going to the bathroom because she got a call from sam right yep. if that's how i remember right yep. from flat? So, no from sam from yeah, after he, they had their their d yeah it's like later that evening it's I later think, that evening and she's oh no
1: that's that's first you got to get garrett taking Aurora home then she gets
2: that call. oh okay okay i was thinking oh, that was right. afterwards that's right okay. yeah yeah so yeah you're right uh so that's where garrett <laughs> Oh, my God. I, I love this Gary line. It's tough, too. Because then he's like, oh, my God. Someone parked in front of his driveway, which is an, an asshole, asshole thing to do. Yes. And it's illegal. Don't block driveways. Can't do that shit. Exactly. And Josh, yeah. your
1: favorite line is. Oh, well, this is when he gets her home and she, she asks if he wants to come in. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> he's like, I'd rather stick needles in my eyes. <laughs> like something Chad would say.
2: It's so weird. because They have this weird uh, chemistry where like. Yeah one moment they're good and it seems pretty sexy what's <laughs> going on. And then all of a sudden they're antagonistic with each other. And I love it. Cause then she brings it pretty much up. She's like, why do you have to say shocking vile things to me? You know, I hate it. And then he's like, well, you just bring out the devil in me. I yep. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man. So good. <laughs> so good. And then that's where I think we get to the bathroom where it's Emma on the phone with right. Sam. Yeah. Yeah. He so, calls to sort of check in on her. And he's going into the laundry room because he doesn't he's want trying to have, have a to conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she's going to, to the, to the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. And then who was it little little Tom, Teddy? Teddy. Teddy mm-hmm. comes knocking on the door, and he's like, "I have to pee." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she's like, "Oh gosh!" She's like, "Go ahead," and she's trying to have this conversation with them. And then he goes to flush. She's like, no, no, no! Don't flush the toilet. <laughs> and flush Sam the is like, "Are are you okay?" <laughs> Oh man! He was just like I just want to say how happy I was this happened. It made me feel so good, and you he know, felt it, like it a felt man like, again. He Felt like a man again, there exactly. And then uh, obviously, there's conversations interrupted because there's an emergency phone call from Aurora. <laughs> Aurora, <laughs> and she's calling because she's talking about this date with the astronaut. With the astronaut, yes. <laughs> and then she's like, "This man was." unbelievable you know she's just kind of going off and she's like well have you thought about going to bed with him and she's like on the first date Emma <laughs> and he, she's like well it's not really the first day I mean she's like you guys have known each other for, for years. 15 years
1: 15 years they've been living next to at this point
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's like and it's been at least that long since you've done it
2: with anyone. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> she's like, exactly. okay, I am not having this conversation. So she hangs up on Emma. So what do we see then? It seems like the thought has crossed over with the war. And she's like, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world. Maybe it's not that. Because, you know, maybe like Sam, she's feeling it now. Mm-hmm. Although for her, it's been 15 years. <laughs> or maybe longer. Right. Like Mary Jo Shively, she's like, Mary Josh. I'm not just She's like, I'm not just rusty. I'm completely corroded. So, what do we see Aurora do, Josh? What does she do?
1: Well, she sees Garrett. Garrett's doing his swimming laps in the pool, actually. And then he's He's trying to
2: work off that uh excess sexual energy.
1: (laughs) Maybe so. Maybe (laughs) I had to laugh at this because he's right next door. And she looks up his number in the damn phone book
2: so that she exactly. can call him. Exactly. <laughs> so he has I'll to sit get out of the pool. I sitting there thinking, like, man, you guys remember those days with the phone books? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I wouldn't have done it for someone next door. Next door.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yell out the window or something. I guess she just thought oh, it would be classy to give him a phone call rather than walking next well, door to him. and she just didn't man. have the energy to... Yell out the well, window or go all true, the way downstairs because we then do see her go to her dresser drawer and she pulls out a nice nightie, right? So and she even had it wrapped, so she was kind of like a negligee, it. yeah, a, a nice <laughs> negligee, right?
1: Because she because he she asked him to come over and look at her Renoir, like we've seen multiple times in the movie, yeah. and he's like, "And would that be in your bedroom?" <laughs> yes, it happens to be in my bedroom. <laughs>
2: and then he he has to really think about
1: it (laughs) yeah he's
2: like i don't know let me think about it so then he's tempted again so what does he end up doing he ends up accepting the invitation yep Yep. he ends up going next door but I like she ends up changing it's pretty quick so she gets herself in that nice negligee brushing her hair she looks good Mm -hmm. even though i like how she's kind of checking the mirror she's like oh my stomach yeah she's She's trying to make make sure her stomach and Everything is all. I was like, straight. I know how you feel, girl. <laughs> well, but then on the other hand, over. doesn't care. No, no, he, he comes all like, over. Yeah, her she's like, there it is, pointing at the painting. But I like how he starts putting his arm around, and she's like, what? At first, to <laughs> to just like out off. of it, yeah. But then she ends up accepting, like, oh wait a minute, I can't do that because otherwise we'll turn him off. <laughs> so then he's like, it's a nice, it's a nice painting. It's a- so then he tries to go for the kiss but she backs away she's like what do you think you're doing do you know who i am do you know i'm a grandmother and then that's when she dies yeah (laughs) yeah so at that point the ice is broken a little bit so then they get ready to go to the bed and i like how they go to their separate sides there and he's like i like to keep the lights on Ooh. Know, but she had already daring. told him she likes daring. the lights all first. Yeah, <laughs> it's daring and kinky. It's true. So she ends up getting in the bed first, and then he ends up joining second. So, yeah. So next thing you know.
1: But he Aurora, turned the light off like she wanted. He She That's got true. what she wanted.
2: <laughs> That's true. So next true. thing he you know, a gentleman. Aurora got lucky. After so not only did At Emma, least 15 years. <laughs> not only did Emma get some uh, Sam, but now Aurora got some of Garrett yeah and it, Yeah, but you're right it took 15 years it took at least 15 <laughs> years so then what's next guys
1: uh this is where this Ted, is the... tommy and teddy come in and they're waking up
2: emma and flap yeah. saying that melanie is sick okay now this is where it gets interesting for me where i'm like with flap he's getting on my nerves because obviously if you're if you're a parent you're going to be worried you know mm-hmm. if your kid is sick especially if they're a baby because you don't know what's going on they can't tell you what's going on so they're getting up and she's in a hurry she's like hey are you coming or what and he's just kind of like i don't want to do this <laughs> so uh, uh my poor baby oh has the croup. yes i was going to say which like, i know is like the worst thing oh. I, I remember when i was a kid having the croups and having I to, I actually kind of remember having this, to sit this, in a steamed bathroom yeah. and stuff yeah, well, late in the middle of the night yep
1: Luckily, nowadays, you just have a humidifier in the kid's room, and it oh, kind of yeah, creates yeah. that so effect. Yeah. The
2: yeah, no. Yeah, they
1: have to go into a <laughs> Well, not just the bathroom, 80s,
2: but so. just even beyond that. Yeah. Because so. you gotta think, I think at this point in the movie, it's in maybe the 70s. Yeah, I know. The 70s.
1: At one point in the movie, you get a calendar shot that says 1979, but I can't remember what part of the movie that is, to give you a gotcha. time frame.
2: Yeah, because I think it's supposed to go up to 1980, or something like that. Yeah. I think that okay. makes sense. Yeah, but uh, and then there's like, um, I'm gonna say there's oh, you know what? I was thinking too of that party scene going back with Garrett, the music that was playing in that background. I think it was, uh, is it Carol King? I think that was playing because it's like, <laughs> I feel the earth move <laughs> under my feet, or something like that. Oh, okay, <laughs> so that kind of gave you a little bit of an idea of kind of a time, but anyway. Yeah, so we find out the baby's got croup, and he's like, "How long are you gonna do this?" She's like, "Why? <laughs> you want to go back to bed?" And he's like, "No, no." And She's like, "Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe twenty minutes." She's like, "Wherever it is, until until the throat clears up, throat clears <laughs> up and stuff." And then, what does he do? He's just like, oh. and then he tells her some more big news. And Chad, what's that big news? <laughs> oh, that he's got a job offer in. Nebraska. Nebraska as head of the department. And this is the of head of the head department. department job. Yep. I don't know if it's a tenured Well, I mean, I said it would be a tenure job if you're head of the department, but it's a big thing. It's, it's moving up. It's moving show. up, head of the English department at a university. But I like and, that's the one time he smiles throughout this whole thing. Yeah. That's the one moment that he can think of is like, oh, this would be the perfect time to talk about my promotion, this opportunity here. Mm-hmm. And it's not about, well how's the baby doing yeah it's it true thinking about well see i mean let's switch and i'll hold the baby yeah you know it wasn't thinking in that instance of even his own kid and that's where it starts to drive me with flat yes. because i'm like <laughs> this is where he gets a little selfish because mm-hmm. uh like i think he's always kind of been a little selfish because he's always thinking about his career and he's never home yeah because like josh yeah. had mentioned too she's the bad guy yeah so she's playing she's trying to be good cop and bad cop but it all backfires on her for the kids well not necessarily for teddy or anything like that but more so for tommy Tommy. right so he's not there to deal with any of to pick up the pieces on shit or to even sit there and say like hey don't act that way to your mom it's my fault for maybe saying this or doing this mm-hmm. and so he's not even lifting a hand or doing a finger to help out with the kids and you know how it is josh with with kids man it's a lot of work Yep. Yeah. but especially with to, to play
1: to play devil's advocate here when he says he wants to go emma immediately speaks up saying she doesn't want to leave and we know it's not because yeah. of the kids or because yeah. she likes their life she doesn't want to leave now because of Sam, Sam which I think goes yeah, back okay. to how Chad, Chad was saying how she actually does have feelings for him. Cause she doesn't want to leave, and that's not got everything to do with Sam. Yeah, not well, nothing else in like, their life in Iowa. Uh,
2: she's even on the phone, I think, with her mother at one point. And she says, I think that's Sam the very is, next
1: scene. The very next thing. That's the scene. next scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So she even drops. Well, yeah. she mentions it she says, like, I think Sam is a good thing. Is it's, a it's good thing. not yeah. it's not a a definite answer though. Like even she's not sure and it's not sitting there. She's not sure, but she's pondering it sitting there like, mom, I love Sam. I just don't think it was ever there for her in that instance. She was thinking
1: about it. I I think she was thinking
2: about she could have been thinking about because he was giving her the intimacy that she was missing.
1: Oh, don't get me wrong. I think she's thinking about it for the wrong reasons. Because yes. it's just what Flap's yes. not providing. Not, I don't yeah. think it'd be a true love, but I do Which think in her mind she's wonder, thinking
2: about it. Do you think that also kind of happened with Flap? Like, I think she fell in love with Flap, don't get me wrong, but do you also think she looked at it as, you know, this is her clear path out of her mom's well, house?
1: So for me, from the, when she's a kid to the teenager and she's with Flap and all that, mm-hmm. I took that as like 10 years and she's probably 18, getting married very young. What does she yeah. immediately do? Get pregnant. And then she just kind of feels stuck because she doesn't want to have to go through divorce mm-hmm. and being a single mother. And she just kind of sticks it out with flap being unhappy. Yeah. And then they keep having babies. So it just keeps getting worse, progressively worse.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think she's been happy in that relationship in a long time.
2: Yeah. Um, it's,
1: I think it's, their love started you know, as, as, started as basically a there. teenage love.
2: It just kind That's of good. Yeah. got stuck good observation. Oh yeah. So what we're saying here with the very oh yeah she called her mom yeah and she's talking about sam there for a second but the conversation doesn't last long because we see awara in bed with garrett and then she tells. But as him, she keeps
1: like, saying i'm in bed with the astronaut that's right and then she tells <laughs> her she's
2: like i'm in bed with the astronaut
1: and you she's see like, garrett oh, and he's oh, actually man. and he's actually awake he hears her say this <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> and i love too where uh Emma got excited. She's like, oh, "Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah." Oh, and this is too. After she sent the kids out, and uh, you know, had told Teddy, like, "Don't kiss the baby because the baby may be sick." Still, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right. But she was all excited for her mom. That's for sure. She's like, "Oh my mom got to sleep with an astronaut. I slept with a banker
1: who turned the me down had, for a loan.
2: Who turned me down for a loan."
1: <laughs> so we get Garrett with Aurora. they they're, they're at the park, which is kind of sweet you know
2: yeah did you notice something else in this scene that they're walking barefoot
1: yes because that's gross
2: yeah (laughs) exactly that's gross (laughs) that's exactly what i said i was like walking around all black footed and everything i'm sorry but it's it's a park yeah you don't know what people could have been putting there on the ground spitting on the ground and she's like "Mm." i'm not walking through the park barefoot yeah that's gross but it was a different time chris (laughs) Uh, yeah, a I, different time or not yeah i would. I mean, thought they it, were but, in hey. central park in new york or something but no i see what you're saying though no i'm like <laughs> no. they're
1: in houston texas it's a big enough place
2: yeah and you can't tell me what all kinds of crazy things gonna <laughs> fall on that ground
1: but while they're there garrett you know he's telling her look i'm gonna
2: see other women he's he does he, you know. he
1: feels himself becoming attached which is something new for him as well
2: like, and I, and like, well, I didn't exactly expect us to be engaged or looked at us as being engaged.
1: And then he so, offers, yeah. her, he offers her to come to his house. And he's, she's like, yeah, you sure are saving a lot of money on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I get it. Say, but at the oh, same yeah, time, I also think that's a, I think that's a personal connection because he doesn't, offer. Yeah. I mean, these women come to his house, but it's, it's sex and leaving, I think with the yeah. most of the women and he's offering to cook her dinner. So.
2: And apparently he's been seeing her multiple times. So it's exactly not, if it was something like what he was doing with all the other girls, it would have been a one-time thing and that's it. He would have orgasmed and been pointing to the door. Yeah. <laughs> probably not even talking to her. Yeah, exactly. He would just, just pointing point, to, would have to kind the of door. ghost her, probably. <laughs> right. Not It'd be anything. hard to ghost your neighbor, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Like he would he'd find <laughs> probably ways to not be in the house or make it look like he's not home. So who knows but he probably would have come up with a bunch of different ways and she would be out of she's one of these those people too that can tell bullshit from a mile away mm-hmm. so but yeah so we see where she's invited for dinner at his house yep. and it looks like they're in his kitchen eating or something like that. that's what i kind of got. well
1: i think she's showing he's showing her around because he- what he's doing he's showing off all his astronaut stuff yeah and she's making a point that she's not impressed because this is where he gives the number she thinks
2: it's a it's a girl trap or a woman trap Mm -hmm. right yeah
1: and he he even said he's like there's 106 astronauts in the world and i'm
2: one of them like it's a big deal yeah he's like it's all i have and it's (laughs) what i'm proud of yeah yeah and then even she was just kind of like okay i'm sorry you know like she hit a nerve she knew she hit a nerve in that moment because then, of course, you know it's that whole thing that they have with their chemistry. One moment they could probably bicker for a second, and then they're back to lovey dovey because then they're in bed in <laughs> yeah. the next scene. They just made love, and he's talking about made whoopee him. what he thought about. <laughs> yes, they made whoopee. Is uh, this new, new about- game. <laughs> so he's talking about uh, his his feelings the first time seeing the Earth from the shuttle, and so and. It's a really, actually, it's a really good poignant moment. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. It was. A good I did moment too
1: because I got the feeling, you know, this these are not stories that he tells all these other women. No, this is yeah. something special for Aurora. Although I and, gotta admit, he tells these stories, you know, and Aurora tells him, you know, I'm, I'm really, like, you can tell she's enjoying the moment, enjoying these stories, and they start to chuckle,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then he starts coughing, and when he did that cough, I was like, oh shit, is he gonna get sick? But that doesn't play <laughs> out. But that's where I thought <laughs> I, where this was going
2: is sitting there like i'm waiting for this cry moment yeah <laughs> but, I, you're yeah. right that's exactly how. i, <laughs> I was like oh but no he's got some some tuberculosis, tuberculosis. He's, like, he's like something's going to happen but who is it who is it and then so but you're you're right in one moment like because this is uh the time where he's probably the most vulnerable right. with the woman and actually is saying what's he's feeling he's actually very comfortable with her and is very relaxed she's very happy with it too because it's just, this is again the first time she's with a guy mm-hmm. in many years and to be as relaxed so yeah it was, it was a really great moment between the two characters and the two actors because they just I don't know they have a really good chemistry with each other these two yep. this is where Emma is going to the
1: school to find Flap he's not in his classroom or whatever so he's, she's looking oh, around yes. outside and he's talking to this so girl cool and this girl's crushing mm-hmm. on him and he's like it's just a school girl crush you know, and of course, she's uh, well, and he's got, Melanie. Forget, he's at, he's he's got, got Melanie, he's got melon he's got Melanie period. strapped to, yeah. His,
2: yeah, strapped to his, his chest. Anything Emma calls him out on it and she's like, You asshole, blah blah blah. She takes off running across campus, he's chasing her, everybody is looking at them like. What oh, the fuck is and going on? Not just on that, here. but then everyone is kind of like following along. Following along <laughs> because you notice where they land at, there's a group of people just still there. standing around watching them. And I yep. like where she's like, stop jumping around too much. It's gonna make the baby get sick, or something like that. And I'm like, Well, he's trying he's to catch, trying up, to to catch up with him. you. You're running like he has no <laughs> choice. But I like how too, uh, they have that moment where she's like, Well, I'm gonna to go to Houston mm-hmm. and I'm taking the kids with me, and he's like you don't know what I was doing and it wasn't what you think I was doing and blah, blah, blah. But then did you hear like, there was a kid in the background that yelled out like, Hey, professor, can I get my grade for class or something? <laughs> oh no, I didn't hear that. I didn't get it. It's kind of like poking fun about, was, so it's like now everyone on campus knows he's probably having affairs. You know, like yeah. right. He's probably, he kind of have the, he told that girl too that a school girl crush, yeah, so it must have been a student, yeah, that's yeah. what I yeah. got. Yeah. From he, him. Was, he was playing with, and so now it's like, okay, well, he's he'll give you a good grade if you sleep with them.
1: So, what seemed like, yeah, yeah, and also when she tells him she's going to take the kids to go to Houston, he, de- he doesn't seem upset, he, no, doesn't seem, he doesn't no. seem
2: to care, he just kind of lets it happen, yeah. yeah. And actually, there's something else too that happens later in the movie that i just thought like oh my god flap you're doing this shit again like mm. stop it i'll tell you in a moment when we get there <laughs> but uh yeah so she takes the kids she ends up going to houston yep and it's the first time that they're reunited in a while which is kind of surprising because i'm like man you would think that you would make at least one trip back to see your mama or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know um <laughs> you know? uh, but anyway, they end up showing Garrett looks like he's kind of feeling out of place. He doesn't know how to react or really what to do in this moment. But Awara is extremely happy and she wants him to meet the family and also, but he's like, no, no, I'm going to I'm going to go to my house and sit over here. Yeah. <laughs> you spend yep. time with your family. <laughs> yep. But Which I would do the same thing, too, if I was an issue. I shoes. probably would have, too, especially <laughs> with me. Like, y'all have yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, because I like, to where he meets Emma kind of briefly. She's like, Oh, I heard a lot about you. <laughs> and Ooh, yeah, know dreaded, I've heard a lot about you. And then, uh, I like, when he's like, Well, you will be right. She's like, Well, I'll stop by later tonight. She's like, I like to be tucked in the bed or something like that. To, <laughs> that he, he said, or she said to him. And then next thing you know, Grandma, Grandma. <laughs> and her face, that smile just dropped. Dropped. Yep. <laughs> But then she's happy because she does see the grandkids and gives them a big hug. Well, and see,
1: th- that's so. the thing. I took from that. I was like, she dropped it the sound of grandma, but she was happy to see that baby. I was like, was yeah. she not happy they were boys? Was she not happy because they were she older? She was happy to
2: see the boys because she gave them a big hug when they got over there. Because Rosie was like, this one likes to give a squeeze harder. And she's like, <laughs> oh, she's like, I'm gonna give him a squeeze hard too or something like that. So she she acts cute, but she hadn't seen. The baby so this is the first time she's really seen the baby and I know she's pretty excited for it I think anyone probably would when they had the newborn because she's at least seen I don't know if she saw Teddy I don't think she ever saw Teddy so I can't remember now but she's she's seen Tommy Teddy so (laughs) yeah so that's a that's a good point but then we see where the kids are put down later that night yep wow Chris that sounds bleak (laughs) oh yes they're put down to put to sleep (laughs) This movie, that's the crying moment. So, Gosh, she, that's the... so then she euthanized the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so they get the kids settled in bed. There you go. They get the kids they're tucked up. in. They're tucked in and they have a moment to look at the kids and you, you could tell the, the beam of pr- uh, pride on both their faces. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really happy. And so they end up going and hanging out in the war's room, I think from the looks of it. Yeah, And they're talking about their lives and we she asked her about garrett and she's like i like how kind of she acts a little coy at first uh where war's like well i've kind <laughs> of find <five> that sex <laughs> at a later age you know and she's like fan fantastic <laughs> but then we have a moment where she's kind of gets a little vulnerable and she says that well she's also afraid that she's become also dependent on him yeah. on garrett so yep. it's, she's developed feelings for feelings him. for him Yep. even though their relationship is one that's just i guess you'd say maybe some friendship with benefits or, or lovers with benefits i guess you know not mm-hmm. really Starts with monogamous i guess there you go yeah you know? Oh, the next scene is Emma. She's at Patsy's
1: house, so she probably hadn't seen her in years either. Oh
2: yeah, and Patsy had just come in from LA. That's one of the things that Emma mentioned.
1: No, New York. I think she had just was come in New, from York? New York.
2: Oh, I thought she said Los Angeles. She
1: Maybe say it was Los Angeles. She just said Los Angeles. Angeles. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh,
2: okay. I, I know she takes saying, her to uh, New York, so I guess yeah. that's why I thought yeah. that it was. But yeah, because uh, you have where Patsy mentioned she was dating a Jewish guy or dating some Jewish guys. And okay. Was talking about how they're, it's different dating them. They're more, I guess, more yeah. attentive or something like that before she gets that phone call. That's, oh, it's from Flap.
1: Flap calling Patsy's house to get a hold mm-hmm. of Emma. I mean, that's, how, how is he going to know that? But okay, whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cause I can't imagine a worse <laughs> and sitting there going, well, she's with Patsy, but there's there the phone number. <laughs> who knows? She probably, well, and the other thing is too, you kind of get that feeling. They've been friends for a long time, so they had that connection, and he mm-hmm. just probably knew, well, she's not home, then she's going to be with Patsy.
1: So either he memorized Patsy's number for all the years ago, or he had a phone book for That's Houston, true. Texas. I don't, I'm because... going to
2: say phone book.
1: <laughs> for, for Houston, Texas? Why would he have a phone book for Houston, Texas, and Iowa? I don't
2: know. Well, I don't know. You're right. Maybe he could have called up an uh, operator. Uh, people back then weren't resourceful for being able to they track were. down yeah. people.
1: Maybe, maybe, but yeah, he tells her that he went ahead and accepted that head of de- department job in Nebraska and that they Which need she's, to come back because yeah. they're Which even she's not re- really happy about she's not, but she's like, all right, we got to go back. We're going to leave and go to Nebraska in a week. I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, I think you should have <laughs> took this opportunity to leave at this point. It's not going mm-hmm. well.
2: She could have, that was a prime, prime opportunity to be like, well, this ain't we'll working stay I'm here. here. Yep. 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 But she probably just did it for the kids. I would imagine that old adage, yeah, Mm -hmm. staying together for the kids. Which never, ever really works out. So she ends up going back to him. He's got everything packed by the time they get back to Iowa. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, why uh why do you have why are you down? Or why's your yeah, like, why are you pouting? And she's like, Well, my husband is uprooting my family and I from our house and she's like, I think I deserve at least one day of pouting. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like a little cute moment thing, I guess you could say, between them because then they kiss and they end up going to Nebraska. 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 Lincoln, Nebraska, because I do remember at least eventually seeing it on the hospital it said Lincoln General. Yep.
1: Right, they do eventually there. Um, then you get a scene of Aurora. She's sitting out in her gazebo. Oh, Garrett comes over. Fair. And says that it's been, like, two days since she's seen him. He hadn't been around. And he's like, well, is your family still around? And she's like, no, they've left. <laughs>
2: it's like, you didn't notice that, Garrett? You didn't notice how empty this house was? Like, you did you not notice the car is gone? <laughs> but
1: turns out shes he's actually come over to break up with Aurora and says that yeah. he feels really bad about it. But it's just he's not that kind of man. He's not, you know, I what so you got a
2: one woman man, but you guess, yes. she could tell the bullshit from a mile away because he was trying to like do the whole like it's not you, yeah. it's me kind of deal, right? And yeah, sometimes you're kind of like, okay, don't, don't insult me, me. don't yeah. insult me, don't give me that excuse. <laughs> that's, bullshit. that's bullshit. yeah, because
1: what she says is, well, if you only feel bad, you're lucky because I feel humiliated and gets yeah. up and leaves,
2: yeah. <laughs> but I like what she told him. She's like, well, you're going to miss me, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's right that's right that and that typically is true
1: before they get to Nebraska we do get a shot of Emma telling Sam that she's leaving and he asked for a picture of her and she's like well it's got flap okay. in it and by and the he's way like, that's okay
2: huh shout out to Burger King because that's like one of the first <laughs> things you see in that next scene is the the Burger King restaurant with the Burger King. yeah <laughs> that's Chris's favorite hey, fast it's, food place it's my favorite whopper I love the whoppers I love them Welcome to Turkey. Home of the Whopper. Home of the Whopper. <laughs> home of the Whopper. Yeah. The whopper. <laughs> the land of the free and the home of the blank. Home of the Whopper. So anyway, she's breaking up with Sam. She's telling him. I mean, basically, yeah. She's telling him, "Nope, we're moving." And I like to. He's like, "Well, can I have a picture?" Like, well, the only picture I got is one with Flap. So he's like, "That's okay." But then she pulls out a picture where it's her pregnant with flap and the kids (laughs) and he keeps it anyway he keeps it gives it her kiss goodbye and then this is where i kind of got the idea maybe this was another time jump because they kind of did that slow exiting after staring on sam yeah with the camera so i kind of took it as like okay maybe this is a different point because i think this is the point where is this where emma and uh melanie end up going to the campus to the campus yeah to find yeah. flap okay yeah, yeah. so you kind of had this idea that some time is has, yeah, has they're settled passed. there yeah yeah they're settled he's in his you know department as head of the whole department and all that shit Whoopi, whoopee go lucky for him right <laughs> so she ends up going up to the office to go see him Whoop so he's all he's he's living good but in the meantime when she gets to the office because she's going to go see him with melanie she notices and i even i saw it i was like wait a minute that girl looks familiar that's in there with the secretary well it's the same girl that he was talking to in iowa at school his student who's now transferred to Nebraska, and so he's she's like Wait a minute! Something's going on. Even the girl was like, "Oh, I gotta go." Yeah, I yeah. So like, oh, <laughs> I like, oh, like, "Oh shit, I need to leave." So next thing you know, you got Emma with <laughs> carting full-on uh, chasing, chasing down all... ball, like, Excuse me, <laughs> with a stroller, yeah. with a stroller. And I like, and this is your favorite part too, Chad, because little Melanie's doing what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's mimicking her mom because every time her mom's like, "Hey, Miss Little Melanie, so cute." She's like, "Hey, Miss." Like, "Oh man, so adorable, (laughs) Miss." Miss. (laughs) Doing that thing that kids do where they're parroting their parents. Yeah. Yep. So she finally catches up with the woman, but she's like, stops her outside of the grass. She's like, "Hey, I'm carrying a toddler here. Don't make me.
1: Don't make me run
2: after you. I have a toddler here." Yeah. 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 So they meet up for a moment, and then she's like are you the reason why we moved to nebraska well that woman wasn't going to say shit no she was just like well i think you You should should talk talk to flap and whatever feelings you're having is valid yep oh that bitch yeah exactly i would have full-on like ripped her earrings right out of her ears and pulled her hair out (laughs) so i love where she's like well you know what you tell flap that his wife and his daughter are going to see the doctor to get their flu shots
1: Yes, which I looked in my nose, and uh, apparently it auto-corrected to fly shots. <laughs>
2: Gotta keep those flies away. <laughs> right? Buzz, buzz. Those <laughs> annoying flies, man. It's fly, fly season. <laughs> so then we find out what, Josh, after that. Yep,
1: this is where we start to get our turn, because Melanie gets her shot. She's doing fine, but Emma has two lumps in her armpit. So we're going to figure right. out what that's
2: about. And the doctor's like... Eh. It's like, I got to leave town. But he's like, you should really get this checked out. And he's like, I don't think it's anything to worry about. I think it'll be okay. So, so she calls up her mom. She
1: calls her, her mom. mom.
2: Yes. And Josh, this is one of Josh's favorite parts. Yes,
1: this was hilarious. Because she's like, well, you know, you don't wash properly. and Your sweat glands are probably just clogged up. It's probably just
2: a cyst you developed. I'll like, oh, tell you what it is. It's a cyst. Like, I was like, that's something I can see a mom actually just telling their kid mm-hmm. right there.
1: Like, I realize it's a way of, you know, you don't want to hear bad news, so you're just coming yeah, up yeah. with
2: something. But with Aurora, it just seems like something she, oh, you don't, you never wash properly yep. anyway. You don't know <laughs> what the hell you're doing, girl. Well, she pretty much always thought that with Emma. Like, mm-hmm. usually whatever decision Emma was making, she was kind of like, that's never good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she was, she just loves her darn and protect her, right? Yeah. So, yep, yeah, she's just going to do that. So then we find out after that,
1: This is where Emma's talking to flap about Janice.
2: Oh, yeah. That's her name, Janice. I wrote
1: her name down, Janice, here.
2: He's trying to find
1: out about the armpit thing. She's like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not talking about that.
2: Yeah, because he's trying to, like, not talk about the situation at all. Well,
1: to, to to be fair, if my wife had also told me they found something in her armpit, I would also want to know about that. Like yes, he is avoiding the topic she wants to talk about, but she did come home with serious news that needs to be talked about as well. So I kind of get both points on the in this situation because I, I know why so, he's avoiding it, but she also gave him like I'm surprised she even told him about it. Like I was surprised he knew. Like I would think she maybe just, she was
2: using it as like ammo to be like, okay, well you I give kind of, me of, you give me the yeah. information I want, I'll give you the information because I think maybe the you're thing right. is like if I saw where she was more concerned about janice Mm. than for me i would be like okay let's talk about janice Mm. and then go into the armpit thing so i know that sounds pretty bad to say it that way and then go into the armpit thing (laughs) (laughs) no kink shaming here chris (laughs) no but i kind of got the feeling he was kind of also dodging oh he was
1: definitely dodging it but they gave him a legit reason to dodge it because it's dealing with his wife's health at the same time. So
2: yeah. yeah. And so then we find out what Joshi.
1: Oh, the next thing I have is her in the hospital bed.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say that. <clears throat> yeah. That the cyst was actually malignant. <laughs> actually malignant. It's actually like, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So the doctor's like, there's some treatments that they can try out. Hopefully that'll respond to it. Um, awara she just gets the call and this is where it kind of breaks my heart a little seeing like her moment where she hangs up with awara and that's where she finally kind of breaks down to rosie's like oh my god our girl's in trouble mm-hmm. you know they found that these are bad tumors in her and so because she didn't want to let her daughter she didn't want right. write over the phone and that just kind of oh, gets you you know it, it's something i could see myself doing yep. in a way with somebody i care about like i'm not going to do it on the phone i want to do it after and <laughs> probably try to cry uh, to keep that else. shit together and then yeah yep so use <clears> your shit privately it's such yeah. a good moment so then they go to uh it's awara and patsy yep they go to see the doctor um is just kind of like this doctor is a quack i don't understand what the fuck he's doing or something mm-hmm. even though the doctor said they basically told her like hey right now, it's a chance of seeing how she responds to treatment. We don't know how it's going to go. It could go either or. He's like, but I've always told my patients either just to prepare for the good and also prepare for the worst. You know, he's like, but the big thing is don't let on to her that everything's bad. And I like how then they approach her in her room and they (laughs) got big smiles. (laughs) Like everything's okay. Yeah, But Emma's kind of (laughs) like, what's going on <laughs> she <can see> right <laughs> through it. yeah yeah you're overdoing it <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh that's where patsy's like hey um i want to take you to new york you know it'd yeah. be good to get you a know, vacation away from everybody and you never seen new york let's go see new york so she goes to new york with patsy
1: and, and before she goes she's telling flap you know hey you're gonna have to take care of the kids and he's oh, like oh that's you your yes. mom and rosie here and she's like yeah and they can help out mm-hmm. but you need to do it flap they're your yeah kids. you're
2: your fucking kids did you <laughs> did you get in that scene for that moment where he's sitting there like oh well, she's going to be out of town mm-hmm. awara can take care of the kids i can spend time with janice mm-hmm. that's kind oh, of what i got from it in that moment. i she's just like, think
1: of it as he's terrified of actually having to take care of these kids because he's never had to do it well probably <laughs>
2: that too yeah yeah but also kind of looked at it as like, oh, it's his opportunity to also have Janice.
1: Well, he's been doing that, so I don't think yeah. you know, ah and- <laughs> oh, hell.
2: <laughs> like, I'll get a weekend with Janice. <laughs> but anyway, she's like, Nope, you're taking care of the kids, just you. Yeah. So she ends up going to New York mm-hmm. and Patsy decides to introduce her to her friends. And I like it kind of an awkward situation. She's in there like, Meeting one girl whose name is Lizbeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Elizabeth. She's like, no, no, no. It's Lizbeth. And she's like, Lizbeth. No, no. It's, it's, she's like, oh, all like, two together. names, Lizbeth. She's like, no, no, no. Just Lizbeth. And she's <laughs> like, and she still can't grasp right, it. Yeah. I'm like, she's oh, my <laughs> God, lady. It's not that hard. It's just not Lizbeth. that hard. Just Lizbeth. And then, of course, the other one was Jane. And she's like, oh, thank God, an easier name I can pronounce. <laughs> So she's showing them the boys' pictures and the kids' pictures and all, and then next thing you know one of them's like, "Oh, so when do you plan to go back to work?" She's like, "Oh, I don't work. I'm I never worked. I never worked. <laughs> yeah." And then that one woman, oh my god, the one that's kind of like on the far end, her face yeah. just kind of looked like, uh, uh, <clears throat> "What is wrong with you?" Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, they're they're New York women. They're career women. Oh yeah, New but York. I love the shit that. Uh, Emma ends up listing as far oh, as like what those yeah. women went through <laughs> compared to her situation, yeah. So we find out then, to like before they leave, they're kind of all nice to her again and a little extra nice, which kind of right. just gave Emma, like, oh, Patsy, We're you just told them pulling face, you told yeah. them, and she's like, yeah, is that okay? She's like, no, it's not a big deal. She's like, but she goes and tells, her, she's like, you know, I got. You know, one of your friends is telling me that she's been divorced who knows how many times, has a kid in boarding school, way has not seen them in a while, has not seen their mom in four years, has had her, has had herpes and other stis. <laughs> and she's <laughs> she's like, like, What the hell is so bad like, about my few lumps some, that I have? Exactly. She's like, What's bad about the few lumps I got? She's like, I just yeah. you know, what's wrong with talking about the cancer? And that's the first time they yeah. use the word the C ever. word, right. Yeah. So then they go and there's like this little party that I guess is actually meant for Emma thrown by Patsy. And then this one woman comes down and she meets Emma. She's like, oh, Patsy told me you have cancer. No, She
1: even says Patsy told me to talk about the cancer. I'm like,
2: that's not the way to do it. I love how Patsy just like cops up her food on on Emma there for saying Emma just has to get up and laugh. Oh my God, such a good moment. She's like <laughs> <laughs> so then Josh, what happens after that moment? Because I think so then we, we cut, cut back to seeing Aurora, right? We cut
1: back to Aurora. She's actually calling Flap and asking if he's heard anything about Emma. She's doing okay. Oh
2: yeah. Because they are grilling hot dogs out there.
1: Yeah, you're right. I, I didn't put that down, but you're right. And then he she uh she asked about the kids, obviously, and he's getting annoyed. He doesn't want to talk to her. And she, she says something about him being scared of her. And oh. he's like,
2: No, 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 yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm not. She told him uh, she's like, because he hadn't heard anything from her. And then she's like, "Well, if she does call, try not to sound like frightened as you do right now." <laughs> and he's like, "I'm not That's frightened. Right. I'm <laughs> not frightened." <laughs> so then we cut back to New York, and we see Emma go upstairs to call Awara, yep. and she seems a little tired, a little drained. And she's like, "Hey, I'm think I'm going to cut home or come home early, early." early. Yep. And then you kind of got the sense that Awara. Per- much asked her like are you feeling okay she's Mm. like and not really yeah yeah that's kind of what i gathered well she She says says she's not
1: having a good time yeah but really you think is is she i mean on the one hand it doesn't look like she's having a good time on the other hand you're starting to think is the sickness starting to make her feel bad she doesn't want to be there so i also wouldn't want to deal with patsy's friend sorry but she no longer fits in with patsy and her friends her life does not fit in with that lifestyle
2: well it's weird because like you can have say like you can have patsy as that friend patsy's going to be there like patsy's yeah. her right bat, her ride or die but sometimes there are friends that your friends make that you're just like i'm not going to get along here's that friend. you're still right. vibe with side. them yeah. yeah and i've certainly had some share of that too so and then when you hear that person refer to your friend as their friend you're like excuse me like no no no, Mm-mm. <laughs> no i'm friend number <laughs> I'm, one. i'm friend number one your friend number two so anyway, we then cut back to the hospital.
1: Now, yeah, now she's, having to, like little, hospital, a, now she's having to move into the hospital. I'm guessing it's a in.
2: bit of a time yeah. jump here. A little bit, you uh, know, maybe.
1: I don't but, think much, though, because I think that was the reason she was calling Roy saying she's coming home because she doesn't feel uh, good. Oh, well, true. Yeah. And it F-Y takes, also, I think it's, I think we're supposed to think it takes a turn quick. Yeah, yeah. and also
2: because of the treatments. All true. She's yeah, also she, to begin those treatments after yeah. she comes back. That's right. So, yes, we see, like, basically she's moving into the room like josh was like because next thing is she's got the paintings yeah they're, they're hanging wall. the paintings, the paintings. On the wall, i like though, how war in there everyone hey 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 she's like those paintings are worth more than you make in your lifetime <laughs> and she's all sweet to the guy and then she's like thanks guys yeah Thank but you. i like how uh emma she uses that she's kind of like don't worry guys she does that to everybody i was like it, that's something i would say too honestly yeah.
1: and then the doctor's telling her that these, these new drugs that they're working they're not working like they thought they would no. And that she needs to start making decisions about what she's going to do with these kids. I'm like, that would be that's a, a rough thing. To that be told. That, that's heart wrenching.
2: She's in there like, he had, like asked her too. Is like, do you understand? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you're telling me I have to make Figure decisions out? on I'm where, gonna where my kids things. are going to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Oh, because she you know, breaks her down, her voice is cracking. She starts and crying, yeah. and he just
1: leaves. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I do not realize he's not there to comfort her. He's the doctor, but man, to see her breaking down, crying, and then yeah. him just walk out, I was like, oh, I don't know how. Some,
2: I don't know rough. how some doctors do it because I know that I understand for them, like they have to be professional <clears> and they have to kind of keep a straight face. Well, and the thing but is, then on the other hand, I'm like, I don't get the feeling that he was cold necessarily in this scene because he did kind of he did kind of take that moment but then he realized that maybe she just needs, she needs a time alone. she needs a time yeah. alone and then he left the room because i know like because i mean uh, what what can you do in that i would I mean, have I, a hard time i like i'd have to cry with my patients too you know that's just me i know mom like with uh, her being a nurse as many years as she did she sometimes would have to cry with her patients too whenever they'd go through it especially when apparently she was also the one that a lot of them would go to to say like, "Hey, can you talk to this family and tell them that their family member didn't make it?" Mm. So she would usually have to go in and be the one to break the news. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. I would not. Would be, <laughs> that would, would be. That would be hard. Yeah. And then, and then mom also said sometimes too, you just you keep your shit together, and yeah. then once you do it, you find that probably private somewhere moment. else. Yeah. You know, whether you go into like the janitor's closet or something, mm-hmm. you just have your moment. Right there. You know, because it's yeah. sometimes it's not it's not always appropriate to cry with the patient, but I mean, you know, like I said, I don't think the doctor was cold in this moment. I think he just, I just kind of realized like, okay, she needs this time for herself right now. I'm going to leave. So yeah. And then she's having her moment. So. <laughs>
1: now, now we get Aurora. She's at the nurse's station and she's screaming oh, at him. It's yes. after
2: 10. She can have the yeah, shot. This she's is like in the- pain. This is the most famous scene. One of the most famous scenes out of the movie, if anything. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's the one thing that people always talk about and usually we'll get a reference from. So, yeah, like you're saying, like, you got a war who's kind of impatient. She's going around and saying, hey, it's 10 o'clock. My daughter needs her shot. Her pain, in pain. Yep. And the nurse is like, okay, we'll be there in a moment. And so another nurse is you. like, I'm she's not my patient. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's going around. Yeah. She's like, all she has to do is make it till 10. All she's doing, yeah. is make it to ten. Get her shot. Yep. Give her the shot. Give her the shot. <laughs> Give <laughs> her the shot. <laughs> yeah, oh, and man. the nurse is like, "Okay, okay, fine." And I like she, when she she just kind of straightens her shirt there for yeah. a second. She's like, "Thank you."
0: Excuse me. It is after ten. Give my daughter the pain shot, please, Mrs. Greenway. I was going to. Oh, good. Go ahead. just a few minutes. Well, please. It's it's after ten. It's after 10. I don't see why she has to have this pain. Ma'am, it's not my patient.
1: It's time for her shot. You understand? Do something. All she has to do is hold on until 10. And it's past 10. She's uh, in pain. My daughter is in pain. Give
0: her the shot. You understand we are going to behave. Give my daughter the shot. <sighs> Thank you very much.
2: And then I think after that we get to the point where she's kind of at the hotel, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. This was, Oh, this was one that gets me too. So we see her where she's at the hotel and by looking at her, you could tell that she's, she's uh, tired. She's tired. She's stressed. Mm -hmm. She's the one that's also taking care of the kids flaps, not really been there the whole Mm -hmm. time to help out at all. And then you know, she comes to the moment where she sees the kids playing in the pool and all that stuff. And then Garrett shows up. And you can see, like, this kind of beam of happiness shows on her because she's like, oh my God, I can't, you know, yeah. can't believe it's you and stuff. And then she meets up with them up at the steps, the way that music's playing in that moment. They meet, ah, getcha. And then she's like, who knew that you could be a nice man? <laughs> and I told Chad, I was like, I can totally relate to this moment because. A long time ago when our mom had MRSA pneumonia and she was in the hospital. Uh, We were constantly in the hospital like every day and especially with dad and all that stuff. And I remember trying to be strong for Chad, trying to be strong for dad as well. And uh, at the time I was going through a breakup, but my ex, he showed up one day and he did the same thing as Garrett. He was like, he basically was there to be like, Hey, I'm going to take you out, get you away from the hospital for a moment, just so you can have that time to breathe and just relax. And that kind of always gets me there. Cause I was like, it's very similar, you know, like, yeah, this person broke my heart, but you know what? This person showed up to out of nowhere to be like, I'm going to take care of you right now at the moment, you know, at least for this one day for a few hours, I'm going to take care of you. So, uh, it just touches me with this scene a lot because of that. And then, of course, we see them at the airport. Yep. And she, they're about to say their goodbyes, and she tells him she loves them. I also like, too, where before he goes, they squeeze each other's butts. Yeah, I was going to say, play <laughs> grab-ass with each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then they part, but then she turns around and she's like, yo, Garrett comes out of the doors. It's like, so I was curious. What did you think when I told you I love you? And he's like, ah, oh. he's like, shit, shit. He's like, I almost got away. <laughs> but then he ends up telling her he loved her, too.
0: I love you, I was too, like, kid. That's
2: sweet. <laughs> yep. That was so sweet. So it was a good moment. Now we
1: get Aurora's in the room and she's telling Emma about what happened with Garrett. And Emma's like, Mom, I don't want to hear it. You know, normally Emma's always excited to hear yep. about what, but she's like, I'm sick. I don't want to hear this right now. I have my own stuff to worry about. Cause you know, in her yeah. mind, she's thinking about these kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, she's not going to make it. She knows she's not going to make it. She got to figure out how to take care of her kids. So she doesn't want to hear about her mom's love life at this point. This isn't the right time yeah. for that.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you feel bad for it because like, you know, her mom's trying to, trying to lift her spirits up, I guess you say, and keep her, keep her strong and being like, I don't know. I, I think maybe her mom is just kind of like, hey, maybe you can pull through this. And by talking about other things, we can get through this. You know? Right. But obviously for for Emma, it's just like, no, she's trying to come to terms on the reality right. of stuff. And it's tough. And you can tell like it's now taking a toll on Emma as well. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely. Is.
1: And then Aurora, Aurora tells her, I just don't want us to fight anymore. And Emma says, I never thought of us as fighting, mom. And Roar surprised by this. She's like, "You didn't?" She's like, "The problem is you were just never satisfied with anything I did." Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's true.
2: That's true. She, oh man, I mean, look at how she would treat just some of like Patsy or even Flap, and even in the beginning, yeah. she treated Flap like that
1: before we knew anything the, about. Yeah, Flapp. the
2: announcements of the grandkids when she was pregnant. Yeah,
1: great, I have to be a grandmother.
2: Yeah, <laughs> she was annoyed. <laughs> An um, abortion talk on the right (laughs) so it was pretty crazy
1: okay so we cut to aurora she's eating lunch in the hospital cafeteria whatever and we see her walk oh yeah flap sitting at a table further back so he is there so we don't only chad was amazed
2: at how big the tray was by the way oh
1: no not how big the tray was was, it was
2: was triangle shape yeah but it made sense the way that it does because it it allows you to sit four people to a table without trays
1: to each other Mm -hmm.
2: that's why they're angled it's a stupid thing i noticed i'll chris why <laughs> would you bring that up that's the fun stuff that we bring up on here right josh yeah i mean <laughs> hey
1: every little thing counts right
2: so anyway we have where they're discussing well actually a war to the chase she's pretty much like yo uh i don't think you should take care of the kids you're a single man chasing women and you're more concerned you about your, your career, career. Yeah. like I should just take them. She's like, Patsy just wants the girls. She may want the boys, but because Patsy's all obsessed with Melanie. Yeah. More yeah. More so <laughs> than the boys. And so, and obviously, you know that they're not going to want to separate the kids. So he's like, Who are you to tell me what to do with the kids and with my life and how to raise them and blah, blah, blah. So he ends up leaving right there. So then we get and we see Emma and Flap talking in her room and then this is like the first time in forever that they actually get to talk. They're actually being themselves. And, you know, they're kind of like, well, I did, I made things worse by doing this and I made things worse by doing that. And they're kind of like, well, none of that matters now. You know, it's all in the past. And I just, you know, I'm glad that we're finally able to talk. We're able to acknowledge things and, you know, let's move forward. But she notices he's wearing the tie that he says was like the last thing he found when after unpacking boxes. And they talk about the kids, the big decision. So where are the kids going to go? Chad, what'd they say? Uh, ultimately, uh, they decide that the kids go with Aurora.
1: Ultimately, but it's the way they get there is because she asks, where, where are you? And she's like, <laughs> not with Janice, you know? Because she yeah. you knows <laughs> and she's like yep. and ultimately not with you flap and yeah this seems tough for me because i have the kids mm-hmm. and i'm like mm-hmm. i don't know how you can do this as a mm-hmm. father yeah but well you know also they bring up uh, and you know they talk about when you're talking they were saying they were having this discussion he said about how he failed or whatever and she says she was just as bad he said yeah except the cheating and then she just wanted to change the subject because she yeah. she never brings up the fact that she also cheated. She did it, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Urgh. that kind of irritates me. Even
2: though he pretty much annoyed as well because he's like, you know, I don't know what you go do on your afternoon drives. That's true. That one argument. That's true. So I think they both knew they weren't faithful to one another.
1: But yeah, ultimately, war ends up beating him.
2: It's a higher card yeah right oh yeah so keep going sorry i say ultimately
1: aurora does she ends up saying aurora should get them because flap even suggests patty getting them and that's mm. when you talked about patty wants melanie not patty. the boys and, patsy. patsy patsy jesus <laughs> and i have patsy <laughs> in my Pat- <laughs> notes <laughs> I was just saying about patty <laughs>
2: manny's <Mayonnaise. Patty Mayonnaise. laughs> <laughs>
1: i have patsy in my notes too i don't know what the hell i was thinking but the she's like is- no my mom should get them you can go see them what they
2: want oh i like how flap was like oh man and she's like, don't no worry, she's not going to be tough on you. You can see them whenever you want. I'll yep. make." And she's like, "Trust me, I'll make sure of it." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they give each other a big hug. And she, uh, she, she asked Flap to bring the boys the next day. And that's where you yeah. get it
2: a- coming oh, up. Man, on this a- is where it gets hard. Oh, because then you got Patsy doing her makeup. Terrible yeah. makeup, by the way. It's it's terrible, bad. god, it's bad. awful. God, it's awful. very. Uh, looks like a clown. <laughs> she painted a clown there for yes. me. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, and luckily, and then, you know, uh, she, she tells Patsy to send in the boys and she looks in the mirror and she wipes away. She's like, oh, no, yeah. no, no, <laughs> this, this
2: is too much. Is, well, too I like, much. too, that Patsy, it's like Patsy trying to make one last claim for Melanie. hmm Right. Know, in this and, you know, and I think Emma did a great job, too, where she's like, well, she's like, I know. She's like, but Teddy wouldn't let her go. And I was like, that's cute. That's a cute response. And you're not hurting your friend by doing that. Yeah. Right. So... It was real nice, and then so, yeah. So she does her thing there, and then the boys. Oh my god! So we see the boys come in, and this is where it's tough, man. It this is, tough. is it's tough. It's tough because Teddy is pretty. You got much your wish, Chris. You got your yeah. wish.
1: This scene got me. You got <laughs> Did it get? Oh
2: yes. Okay. <laughs> Celebration going on. Josh started tearing up with this. Wow! You're Chris. celebrating tragedy. You're celebrating no, no. Josh, I feel like crying I feel like I. No, I'm just glad because. Uh. Don't think I ever heard or know Josh to get emotional with a movie and to hear that this one actually did it. It did it. I was like, I found the right one for him. This scene, it. this scene in particular. Yeah, this scene got me. So Teddy's walking in, he's crying, which that gets you automatically from the start. And of course, you got Tommy being a little he's standoffish. Yeah. A little standoffish. And so this is where she has to say goodbye to her boys. Uh and she's trying to tell them like you know, be nice, be nice to the girls, make lots of friends. Know that I I love you and I know you love me, especially with Tommy. She was like, you know, I need you to listen closely because I don't want you to feel bad when you think back on this moment, because I know you're going, you like me, you love me because I did these little things for you. I got you that baseball bat when you thought we did or the baseball glove when we didn't have the money. Right. i let you stay up late doing you know watching tv or not cut the grass one day you know in order to do something fun it's the little things like that she's like and you're gonna remember those and realize that you love me and i was like yeah she was basically just telling him like uh, the heart was breaking yeah she's basically saying don't hold on to yep. the bad stuff just right. you know, she's like, i know and i know. know that you love me deep down yep even though you may not say it, I do know yeah. you love me. <clears throat> oh man, if she goes that it's rough. It's oh, rough. Yeah. So did it- so I got to know Josh. Like for you, did it just like did it start from the beginning for you, or did it start or as the scene progressed, did it finally get to you? Yeah, it t- it progressed. Yeah, it was okay.
1: Yeah, it was a progression. After she was
2: talking, having the conversation with Tommy. Oh yeah, it was like her saying those words to him. Yep. Right there. Okay. Chris is like all scrutinizing it. He's like, when was that What that exact moment? moment? I had to know. When did that <laughs> tear I'm holding fall? it under a microscope here.
1: <laughs> did you look at the timestamp? What time what did the time tears was
2: start flowing? Do you have any pictures need, of this? I need minutes, seconds, and <laughs> frames on this. What words did it for you? Yeah, I, I like to know that shit. That's just me. I like <laughs> to know what makes you cry. I want to know. Damn it. <laughs> So, anyway, then we get, she gets done with it and she tells Teddy, and she's like, hey, I think that went really well. I thought it was going to be bad. And she's like, don't you? And he's like, shakes his head. And then when he leaves, that's when she breaks down. And because uh, you sit there and you realize in her position, she's not going to see them grow up. And yeah, yeah. Uh, ah, it just kills you. So, anyway, Josh, what's the next scene there, man? <laughs> Sorry, I got to collect Fast. my <Yeah>.
1: No, we get Aurora. She's taking the kids out. You know, they're talking about oh, like joining the crazy. scouts or something.
2: Yeah. So, and,
1: and Tommy says that his mom was too lazy to ever be a scout. And Aurora,
2: she loses it for
1: a moment and slaps the shit out of him.
2: <laughs> like she slaps the shit out of Tommy. This is the part too where Chad said this reminded him of you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we gotta hear that's this
2: a- story. <laughs> well you've heard it before it was like the one time where you had the balloon as a kid and from blockbuster video from Blockbuster, yeah and your dad oh my god what did he do chad were, no we were just walking outside because we were mm. we were heading home similar to this because they're <laughs> walking out only josh was kind of like he wasn't minding his dad like we we're in the parking lot mm. walking to the car and like you know josh's dad didn't like hit him or anything but he just grabbed Josh's shoulder and was like, "Come on, boy!" Let's move. And Josh like got yep. really dramatic, fell to the ground, did a roll, rolled a on the ground, <laughs> lost his balloon, and he's like looks up at his dad's like, "Look what you made me, dead. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of like in this scene here, where she slaps him, he just goes rolling and falling. That kid like, like over yeah. like an overselling wrestling move. That kid just. And she starts chasing him down. She started chasing him. Like, no. no.
1: You know, I thought she, she was going to tackle the tried, shit out of him.
2: Then he attempted to slap her. And they he tried to slap her. She blocked it like a pro. And, then and slapped twice. him twice. Like, psh, psh. I was like sorry, I can't have you talking bad about your mother like this. I was right. like, yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm here or for her her slapping, her misbehaving, trash talking yeah. kids. And then, of the course, then you hear him break down and he starts crying on her shoulder. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that gets you, too. <laughs> oh, and so now we're back in Emma's room after this. And we got Flap and Aurora Flap's asleep on the chair. And we see the final moments for Emma. So she takes a moment to look over and have eye connection with her mom. And then you kind of have this feeling like she wants to say something, but she couldn't. Yeah, it's like, it like Aurora yeah. sort of like leaned forward like, what do you want to say? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And then she knew it. She yeah. knew what it was going to be. And then she turns her head away and Emma's gone because then the nurse comes in. Yeah,
1: because her arm just falls off
2: the bed. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. nurse comes in and wakes up Flap and is like, I'm sorry she's gone. And they did, this is where the scene is really excellent because after that moment, uh, you have that that wide shot of the nurse that goes to wake up Flap. Yeah. That's the last time you see Deborah Winger. Mm -hmm. So they completely cut her off from that point. Yeah. Which... I loved it because it adds more to we lost her as the Mm -hmm. viewer. We've now gone through her death in this moment too. She's gone. And so we don't see her face or anything. But you see where, of course, the great Shirley McLean in this moment where she's like, oh my God. She's like, I thought it would be a relief when she went, but Mm -hmm. she's like, but there's nothing harder. Mm -hmm. And she lost her baby right and flap yeah. standing
1: there unemotional like he, he yeah. does not seem I think affected he's, by this which i guess is just
2: a disbelief yeah. yeah that's what i kind of took it as because i don't think he well you don't expect right like, something like that <clears throat> to happen of course but i just don't think he knew what what to say what to do how to react and especially for Aurora when she grabs him and and hugs on him which is the first but time I, she's done that yeah in the movie yep but man it just gets you because it's like you have one parent saying goodbye to their kids Mm -hmm. as well because she's not going to be around and then you have another parent saying goodbye to their kid because they're dying Mm -hmm. you know and it's and you hear those stories all the time you know whereas as a parent you don't that's the hardest thing you could ever go through is losing your kid and i've heard some stories before so it hurts. <laughs> and the <this> scene. <laughs> this scene hurts, man. Like, I want to get emotional now, but I'm trying to keep it strong. <laughs> oh, Chris <'cause power laughs> at the end. I know. That's, that just tells you how good this movie is. So, anyway, so, yeah. fast forward. Yeah. So, we fast forward. We're at the funeral now. And we're back at uh, Aurora's, Aurora's house. Yep. And was house in the backyard. Um, we have a really cute scene where uh, Garrett's walking with Melanie, <laughs> which he's like, oh, there's plenty of. Ballet schools, dance, gymnastics, air, you know. And I like where Patsy and Aurora are sitting there and they're watching it. And Awar's like, <laughs> she's like, she says, like, she's not good enough for him. She's too old for him. She's too old for him. <laughs> yeah. Melanie's like, what, three or something like that? Yeah. Because Aurora says,
1: he's found a, a really pretty girl. But yeah.
2: He, but she's too old for she's him, him. Yeah. She's too old for him. <laughs> and then, of course, you see where, flap tries to talk with tommy but tommy is you know still kind of being a little distant and on so you can tell he's in his head and then a moment later we see garrett go to talk to to tommy and he's like hey i hear you're a swimmer i think this is the thing i like about garrett because the thing is like there are some people and i really relate to tommy in this like you just don't want to be put into a forced situation and he was really just off to the side Mm -hmm. he didn't really want to be like mixing with everybody he didn't want to fucking talk to nobody and garrett just goes up to him and is talking about things other than yeah you know the elephant in the room you know he's just kind of like oh you know i hear you're a swimmer oh you know that's a really nice suit you got Blah, blah blah do you want to come see my pool i'm a swimmer and he's like i thought you were an astronaut and he's yeah. like well i'm an astronaut and a swimmer <laughs> so he invites the you know tommy over to see his pool basically to be like oh you know you can come over here anytime you want yeah yeah blah blah, blah blah and i really admire that because you know he was just kind of like instead of talking instead about of talking it, about what's going on yeah. yeah he was you know willing to talk about other things that would be more that interesting would be for more tommy exactly yeah, yeah. Like
1: his patented swim move, the breed love crawl.
2: (laughs) Yep, that's right. That's right. (laughs) And so then we see close off there with Aurora and Melanie. And then we got roll credits. I like when like (laughs) Melanie comes to sit with Aurora and Aurora is like, come closer. Come Come closer. closer. Come closer. (laughs) (laughs) That girl's just scooting over. She's like scooting over. (laughs) Oh my god. So then we got the wonderful score that plays at the end as well. And and we made it through. We made it through Terms of Endearment. Woo.
1: That was an episode, Chris. That was. We've done it. You've got what you wanted.
2: Well, I have okay, to so ask you too, Josh. Did you end up crying at that very end as well as, with uh, Avora and Emma when she passed away?
1: No, the part that got, with the boys got me. But other than that, yeah, I but,
2: was good. Gotcha. I was
1: I was almost angry crying at Flap when they were having the conversation about the kids just because kind of
2: pissing me off as a dad. But (laughs) yeah, but you know, like it's a case by case situation, and yeah, just as it is in real life. It's just kind of weird because you you kind of get the feeling that like Flap really didn't like Josh said. I mean, Flap really didn't want. Kids in yeah. a family, he just yeah. kind of went along with it because I think that's how it does. Like, that was the milestone. It'll look good for mm-hmm. maybe the resume. And, you know, I don't know if he really thought of it in terms of like being a real dad. Well, I'm like, you know, because I mean, Josh can testify to it. You know, there's a lot that kind of like being a parent yeah. is a full time job, yeah. you don't get breaks or sick days with it. So, all right,
1: so that's terms of endearment. Now we're gonna go to what the listeners
2: thought about this. Mail,
1: motherfucker. So I had listeners from both Twitter and Instagram this time. So I'll start with Twitter. First off, we have, and Chris, you actually interacted with this one. Uh, I, I codit production. I codit productions. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. I don't know how you say that, but they replied one of my top three of all time in all caps. Classic struggles, but the intensity of the relationships, the cancer, a mother's complete and profound love for her children, her last goodbye. If you don't lose it, check your pulse. And then Deborah becomes the daughter. Epic. Love, Jack and Shirley. Yeah. And then you responded on there. And then the Scuttlebutt podcast, they put a gif of, I don't know who that is, maybe Adam Brody saying, what you going to do? And he says, never seen it. And Hey, I get it. I never seen it (laughs) until this either. So I get it. And then over on Instagram, we had my friend Azzy, who is also on Twitter as MB glitter girl. And you can check her out on American psycho or the jaws episode. And she says, you know, Deborah Winger just disappeared off the scene. It's too bad because she was so talented and we talked about her Uh, struggle. So we kind of brought that up and mentioned how she was kind of gone. And then, also, former guest of the show, Chip Sebastian. He just commented, great one. So that it is... is. It's, our, a, it's a wonderful it movie.
2: It is. It is. I agree. And it's kind of interesting because when it comes to Deborah Winger, I know there was a documentary in the early 2000s, I think, that came out with her. It's like Finding Deborah Winger, I believe. Yeah, I saw that from they, 2002. They do kind of uh, talk about her issues behind the scenes on some of her movies and her behavior.
1: All right, so I guess it's time for us to rate this thing
2: up uh, in that case josh we'll go with uh, you first
1: all right yeah no this well i don't do drama that often while this does push over the two hour mark and while i honestly don't see myself going back to this this isn't the kind of movie i want to watch and this isn't the way i want to feel i'm not going to deny the performances are good the movie itself is good and i can easily give this four stars I don't have nothing funny to go with it. This is too serious of a movie. I know it has some comedic points. Maybe I can give it four breed love crawls out of five. There you go.
2: (laughs) There we go. That works. Chad, what about you? Uh, Same. Yeah. um, I I give it four stars. Um, It's not really necessarily a movie that I'm going to be like, oh, I feel like watching. I'm in the mood to watch this movie again. But, you know, I mean, it's got a lot of great things going for it. And it, it is, I think, worth at least one viewing if you're you know a movie buff so yeah four stars for me yeah and then for me it's like four and a half or five so it's i kind of go back to movie forth. right yeah it's just it's really it's really well made and it does its purpose which is it does it's supposed to pull on the heartstrings it's supposed to get you to fill those things and it is part of also real life this these things happen so if you don't happen to think about these things sometimes or haven't crossed your mind then you know maybe this movie will kind of make you think about it a little bit and also make you uh love the people that you do have right now in your life and let them know so it's just it does a great job it does what's supposed to do and outstanding performances strong performances and absolutely worthy of their oscars when they won all right so with that
1: I think it's time you won your poll, Chris. So now we got to get into our (laughs) next poll options. And Chris, since you took this option off the table, you're going to put in the first option for next month's poll. What is your choice?
2: Oh, man, my choice. Well, let's see. This one probably I know like terms of not necessarily wasn't obscure per se. I just didn't really expect a drama film to really win the poll like it did. But with this one, I'm taking a different turn. This one is probably going to be slightly obscure to an extent, maybe for some people. But I'm putting in a 1994 Australian comedy called The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. And that one stars Hugo Weaving, Guy Pearson, the great Terrence Stamp, uh, who play three drag queens who have to cross the Australian outback for a gig. They find out some interesting twists and turns along the way, especially some of the small towns that they have to go into. It's got amazing costumes to it, which it did win the Oscar for and great performances. Terrence Stamp plays a trans woman and it. it's completely different than most roles he's ever played in his career. Um, and there's some interesting uh, facts about the movie too, behind the scenes that would be cool to share. So, okay, yeah, so I'm putting that one into the ring here
1: all right chad let's go ahead and hear your are you going with angel a from last month or are you switching it up i'm going
2: to switch it up a little bit i think although i think chris is probably going to win out on this one because priscilla <laughs> is a fun movie never know, um, never know. but i'm going to do um, a movie from 1945 it's called leave her to heaven oh that's a good one too and it has so i would say arguably an actress with the most flawless face that has ever been on film so yeah that's gonna be my my Uh, pick that's gonna be that's a such a good one that's one of my favorites right there film noir it's really good yeah and just like you
1: chad i'm changing up my pick as well i did some searching around i found a movie that on february 19th will be celebrating its 40th anniversary so it's it's fitting it's a big anniversary for it it's something that I know I've seen. I don't remember much about it, but we're going back to obviously 1982, and I'm talking about Wes Craven's Swamp Thing. Oh, nice! So we're going to see what kind of fun that holds.
2: Now, Swamp Thing, based off uh, a comic book, Chris are going to be. Oh yeah, it's based off a comic. I think uh, you and Chris are definitely going to be running neck and neck in this one. I don't know. Lever to Heaven is is a classic. It's a great uh, Technicolor movie as well that they did. Oh man, the water. colors in there yeah. Like... Performances are great. Oof. And that oh the performance of the lead actress and that character. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. Absolute crazy. But no swamp thing would be awesome too. <laughs> Adrian Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that one in ages. I haven't seen it in ages either. It's been a while since I've seen some of these movies. Well Leave her to heaven I saw a little recent well more recent but
1: But yeah, Swamp thing. Based on a
2: comic, his first appearance was House of Mystery, right? Yeah. I can all remember the issue number, but yeah, first appearance was House of Mystery from DC Comics. But later, he became super famous because a writer named, an English writer named Alan Moore would take over the title Mm -hmm. and make it incredibly popular. And Alan Moore would go on to write The Watchmen, From Hell, V from Vendetta. So... Or, sorry v for vendetta <laughs> and uh yeah a ton of other a lot of other, great classics that's for you sure. know, classic graphic novels if you want to be fancy about
1: it all right sounds good so up wow. next i know we'll have an interview with saban mayfield we'll be talking about zodiac and all his personal stories and then these guys will be back and we'll be doing when Harry met Sally in mid-February
2: and I'm looking we're... forward to that one yeah that's, that should
1: be fun that should be fun and then we'll <laughs> We're gonna have Pete on from Middle Class Film Class to talk about Whiplash, and then Thanks. to close out February. We're gonna have one of the three movies we just mentioned. Whichever one wins the
2: poll is the one we're gonna talk about. So, so which one are of... you guys on? Leave to heaven. Leave to heaven. To heaven. <laughs> are you on? Are you on Team Priscilla or Team Leave to heaven or Team Swamp Thing? So,
1: make sure you head to our Twitter to cast your vote. That's where the votes will be counted at.
2: And chat, where can they find you? Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can find me uh on the tweety box and the Instagram and letterboxed uh, <laughs> at Green grin And then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd as well. So Twitter is CBC Monkey. Instagram is of Oz and then Letterboxed. It's going to be one of those two names. I always forget <laughs> now. <laughs> pretty sure it's If, C-T-C- C-T-C- if you find Josh <laughs> or Chad, you can probably find me with their friends list or something like that. That is
1: very true. And as always, follow the show at YNF Movie pod on Twitter and Instagram. Like I said, make sure you follow on that Twitter so you can vote and let your voice be heard. And when we put, I'll post about the movies. Make sure you leave your comments, and you can hear them read aloud on the pod as well.
2: The main place? We did it. We made Josh cry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: You did it, Chris. (laughs) So until next time, you guys take care. All right. We'll see you next time.